Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 497. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we're looking forward to coming out October 26, 2022. We follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're building a horror movie bracket as we discuss. Um, we all brought some horror or Halloween-based movies or TV specials to the table, and we're going to be building a bracket and picking what reigns supreme for our Halloween watch lists. Yeah, we, we all picked four movies to watch, uh, and... We're going to whittle each of our selections down to one, and then three movies will enter, and one movie will leave. That's our Pagan Board recommended movie for Halloween of 2022. Yeah. And Paul had to watch eight Halloween movies. Yes. <laughs> I had to watch just a recap of Aliens, because I did not. Yeah, some of them, I, I'll be honest, I did not sit down and watch. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I watched... Your, uh, Chris, your stupid pick of, um, what is it? The, the, uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, thing. no, that's, that's one that I watched. Oh. I, it took me four times to get through that movie. I did not. Because it is awful. We'll, we'll talk about that in the main topic. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it. We'll talk about but, it. Because I ended how do, up how do we always How do we always start, Paul? Oh, we, we start by, uh, airing grudges against each other. <laughs> and then that causes us to then go drink a beer because, you know, how else do you uh, deal with letting down your friends other than, uh, you know, slight alcoholism? This week, on, you know, a good friend's of mine's recommendation, I'm drinking Community Beer Works Pumpkin Spice Whale. This is a brown ale with uh, natural flavors. Yeah, John. Good job. Thanks for being a good neighbor. Hey, like that sweatshirt, buddy. Um, I'm wearing a community beer works sweatshirt. Yeah. That says good neighbors. And this is, I don't know, alcohol by volume, but it's a brown. Probably about, so five, about 5%, big. I believe. Yeah. And, uh, but man, big pumpkin's vanilla. Big pumpkin ups. It's like a vanilla, uh, like a, a pumpkin spice latte. It's got a creaminess to it. It's got like almost vanilla y, pumpkin y, uh, big cinnamon. On it as well. It is quite delicious. This is, um, you know, I, I have to say it. It's it's more pumpkin, less yam than pumpkin from Southern Tier. So I might enjoy it more. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's definitely on a different level than um, pumpkin, with being a brown ale, with being a kind of a smaller base percentage base beer. And that brown ale just, it feels like it just holds those spices and that pumpkin, just holds it really well in the beer itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good backbone. Uh, John, since you recommended this beer to me, John, John, what are you drinking so maybe I'll drink it next time? Uh, I am. Uh, will recommend to you from Founders Brewing, coming out of their Barrel Age series, their French Toast Bastard. That is their Backwoods Bastard with vanilla, cinnamon, and maple added to it. Uh, the back of the bottle says Backwoods Bastard gets the full-fledged breakfast treatment. Um, and this definitely is French toasty. The cinnamon, the vanilla, the maple is there. It's 
big. It's popping on the palate. The only thing this beer is missing is those Backwoods Bastard characters. Like, the things that I love, Backwoods Bastard is probably in my top five favorite beers. I love that beer. Everything about it. So when this came out, it's like, oh, man, can't wait. This beer is really good. This beer tastes great. It's just missing those character notes of Backwoods Bastard that I love. But this, on its own, is a great beer. The flavors are there. I mean, it is vanilla. It tastes like French toast. It's there. Maple, vanilla, cinnamon, all of those things work really well within the base beer of Backwoods Bastard. How does it compare to CBS? Because that's also a... From Smoother, Congress. lighter, not as heavy. Ooh. I mean, I'm... I'm halfway through this beer. It's 11.1%, and I was like, mm, I got I, I to gotta slow down. I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I think I'm going to drink one because I'm going to sip on this throughout the whole show. I'm halfway through it. <laughs> you might have to. <clears throat> I might have to. You're going to wear a cold. It's, it's medicinal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's delicious. So, Chris, what are you drinking? I'm hoping uh, something's uh, flavored as well. It is flavored. Uh not how you would think, based off of the description I'm about to give you. Because this beer is coming out from Elysian Brewing, uh, and it's a partnership with the Sci-Fi Channel and USA Network, because this is the Elysian Chucky, a killer wit beer, with pumpkin and cranberry. Mm. So you hear that, you think, okay, like that actually sounds really great. Um on the side of the can, they call out not only is this 5.3% ABV, but it was also brewed with chamomile and cinnamon. So they don't go with your typical like pumpkin spices in this. Instead, it's cinnamon and tea. It's all tea. Like I don't get any like that like pumpkin. I don't get a, like a cranberry tart. I don't even get like a cinnamon spice to it. It literally just tastes like a tea beer. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when you go in expecting it to be pumpkin, cranberry, like you're looking for more of those autumnal notes, mm-hmm. and it's just coming off almost like a uh, like an Arizona, like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. green tea, I- like almost like one of those. It has like that kind of like tannin to it, which it, it's not a bad flavor. But when you are expecting it to be something else, it's kind of a letdown. Mm. But the reason I got this is because this beer is supposedly available at Halloween Horror Nights down the road for me, uh, but it's very hard to find over there. They don't have it actually like advertised anywhere. You kind of have to ask around at every booth to see if they have it. And it's about $13 a can. Uh, I picked up a four-pack of this for seven ninety nine at my local beer store. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm happier paying that 8 bucks for a four-pack than... Now, can you go for one. to Halloween Horror Nights in costume? No. Oh, um, okay. You can wear, like, inspired outfits, but not, like, costumes, no So masks. you couldn't go as Conehead. Bring your own four-packs and make some money. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably people would also would not know why you're dressed as Conehead hey, yelling, I was looking for that Conehead! <laughs> Uh, Gold <laughs> Probably beer. not. Yeah. Nobody outside of Buffalo is going to get that. 
But guys, it's okay because you know what people outside of Buffalo can get? The news? Yeah, we could we could pause it there. <laughs> no. Without hitting pause. Yeah, don't hit pause. We'll take a pause there. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Not bad for three beers in an yeah. intro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you think pumpkin cranberry. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for that berry tart on it. Those tea, the teas when you add it to beer, just sometimes they just take over the flavor. It really does. Or they say like, sat- like saturated with a blood red cranberry juice. It looks just like a regular beer. Like there's nothing like <laughs> you, you hear. They think like, oh, it's going to be like bright red. No, it's it looks just like a beer. I didn't even pour it out because there's nothing to see. Nothing Fun can see. though. No. Yeah, it's very Chucky. Kill, very a killer wit beer. Because Chucky's always got like the puns and the jokes. Yeah. I've never Mark seen Mike. any of those movies. So. Really? Uh, the um, show's actually supposed to be pretty good, but. One of my, my one salesman was like, Do you watch this? Because I was talking to somebody about horror movies, and he's like, Do you watch the show? And I was like, No, I didn't get around to it. He's like, That's actually really good. So. It's supposed yeah. to be decent. Yeah, the uh, movies the, are fun. The pumpkin and cranberry make me think of way back when, when New Belgium first launched in Buffalo, they had that cranberry pumpkin beer. Was it Rosemary's Baby? No, that's Two Roads. That's two. Oh. I don't know if I ever had that and one. And that's why it's called Rosemary's Baby. Oh, Rosemary's oh, Baby. Oh, clever. Um, clever girl. But it was actually really good. And... Um, <clears throat> Then they did away with it, and they brought out the atomic pumpkin. But it was uh, it was out here for a while, for a couple of years. But that was seven years ago, so don't mean shit now. And as is tradition with the Bagnum Boardcast, we like to we don't like it, but we will start off with the sad news first. And uh, the sad news is that Robbie Coltrane has passed away at the age of seventy-two. Yep, and. I, I didn't know he was sick. I, I thought this was kind of, um, you know, it was sudden news. I was taken uh, back in the surprise. Ro- uh, Robbie Coltrane, of course, known for being um, in the great... Nuns on the run! Van Helsing. <laughs> oh, I was going with Van Helsing because we're going to be talking about it later. He's not in Van Helsing. He's, yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's a, one of the creature guys in Van Helsing. Look it up at IMDb. I don't, I don't think remember he his is. name. See the voice of Hyde? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. No, he's not the voice of Hyde. But um, but uh, no, he's known, of course, for being Rubius Hagrid in the Harry Potter film franchise. Um, you know, when the news broke, uh, I kind of liked that fans took it upon themselves to go to Universal Studios and like do a like a wand. Wand raising ceremony for him. Uh, Universal Parks. I don't know if it was official yeah, he's, or he's, not. He's, he's the voice yeah, of Mr. Hyde. Flowers in front. Of... Oh, Mr. Ah. Hyde. Okay. Um. See, he's, <laughs> Paul, you were right. You were right. Paul paid more attention to that movie than I did. No, because I didn't rewatch that movie. But what I did see that popped up because I. So you didn't do the assignment movie. at all, is what you're telling me. No, I saw 
I've, I've seen You saw Van, Van Helsing. Helsing when I last saw Van Helsing was when the movie came <laughs> yeah. out in 2004. Which was the, the yeah. last time that I saw Van Helsing. Yes. I didn't rewatch all 16 movies. Am I the only one that did the homework? Did you watch... You yes. watched all 16 yeah. movies? We had three months to do it. <laughs> they have three months. We had a month. No, this is the end of October. We we started talking about this at the end of August. Anyways, Robbie Coltrane, heart and soul of Hogwarts, says Rubius Hagrid. Um, it's sad. I think Hagrid was one yeah. of the things that the Harry Potter movies did right. I mean, they get a lot of stuff... Right or close, but that was definitely one of the things that they had to nail. Um, I think Robbie completely did that. Like, there's just a gruff softness to that character that you need to bring him to life, and yeah, he had absolutely. It. He was the perfect casting. And if you said you were gonna, they were gonna redo Harry Potter, I have no idea who they could cast. Danny oh DeVito. yeah, oh yeah. All they do a different all American <coughs> cast. Uh, but to somebody who could capture Hagrid, and I, like, I feel a lot of those characters, Harry could be somebody else. Snape could even be somebody else. But Hagrid is Hagrid. You say Hagrid, your mind goes directly to uh, Robbie Coltrane, like him in that wig and that beard. And I don't think anybody could do it better than him. I agree. But uh, you might not see... So uh, we oh. lost... Uh, I'm sorry. So we lost the uh, the guy that played uh, the, the father Dudsley. We've lost the original uh, Dumbledore. Snape. We've lost uh, Snape. And now we watch... So who who's the uh, next? Maggie Smith. Oh, Maggie Smith. Yeah, probably... She beat cancer. She did beat cancer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say whoever played uh, Dudley. Yeah, he's. I don't know. He's he's trimmed Who's, down. Um, the old guy sure. that played the uh, caretaker. Oh, the guy yes. who's in everything. It was like Mr. Walter Finch? Frey in. Uh, oh, what's his name? Mr. Finch in the show in the movie. Filch. Right? Filch. Assholes. In uh, Hot Fuzz. Yes. <laughs> What's his name? He played one. He played a. Gosh. David Brett. Yeah, he, David played Bradley. A, he played the, if one you've of the seen doctors. Any too. British movies, you know who we're talking about. <clears throat> He's been in everything. He played the first doctor in, when they did a time thing. Yeah, they did like the. Yeah. It was one of the specials, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Any, All right. Uh, yeah. So that went from downer to downer to downer. Uh, yeah. Someone that also won't be appearing anyway. in any more movies oh. because he's been dead for a while. Leslie Nielsen. But we just got word that they are going to be doing a Naked Gun recall, uh, possibly starring Liam Neeson. Which my original joke is like, well, is it because his name's similar? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think this uh, could work. Yeah, Liam Neeson is... A funny guy. He's got some comedic chops. Um, he did this really bad mob movie where um, 
yes. take him. No, it's a it's a mob movie where he plays like an undercover FBI agent or something. But he's Rob yes. Roy. <laughs> What is your what is your one what is your one myself. other Liam Neeson movie that you got under your belt, Paul? Okay, love you got actually. It, you, you got it all out of your system. You don't know any more movies, right? Okay, that's it. That's all Phantom, the movies. Phantom Menace. I'm gonna take two more two more words. And then he's gonna go dark Ta- dark man. Taken? Uh, dark man. He was a um, dark man. Yeah. Batman he begins. Was the Dark Knight. Yeah. Got it. See, you got it. All that's all it's all these videos. Hey, Isn't any other movies? The Lego movie. Uh, no, but he's got he's got really good comedic comedic chops. And even like in eighteen, Paul, like mm-hmm. the one of your favorite movies. Oh you know, he's got the, the like comedic it. timing playing mm-hmm. uh Hannibal. It was Hannibal. I think it's been a long time since I've watched any of the Naked Gun movies, but I think Frank or whoever he's going to be playing because it's probably Frank Drebin's son, Frank's his son or something, <clears throat> Frank two or something like that. Uh, Leslie Nielsen went into it very bare bones, like yeah, they're goofy movies, but he still kind of played it straight. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see that kind of working. Just have Liam Neeson play so serious while everything else goofy's going on around him but do you think they would do this straight up parody like they did the previous ones how can you call it naked gun if you're not you know it's police squad you know but police squad right that was a tv show uh yeah tales from police like it was ludicrous off the wall comedy oh you think ludicrous is ludicrous (laughs) in it instead of oj simpson uh-oh. There you go. Uh-oh, we do that. Call, Maybe Ludacris might call. kill his wife. Uh, and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming... I thought we were going into happy news. Why are we going I, back to dark? Uh, I don't know. What's going off? But it's, it's like that, that type of comedy... Do they still make... The, they, don't, they don't, because they started doing all like the scary movies, the superhero movie, all those kind of... Yep. Takeoffs on him, and I think that kind of killed that, you know, genre of movie that was everywhere in like the early '90s, like to the early 2000s. Like those, I don't know if it would work now if it wasn't like a direct to streaming yeah. service thing. Yeah, I don't know how they tried ahead, to Paul, do. Sorry. Oh, they tried to do a reboot of Get Smart with uh, Steve Carell. Yes, yeah, Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway. It's actually it's a charming movie. I don't and think it's that's great. Still but, early yeah. 2000, like. Yeah, mid two thousand to early two thousands. Yeah, it wasn't. So, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, and even then, I think it was a lot more. Wasn't that a lot more kind of? He was. It was like man, man who knew too was, little kind of. You know, thing. everybody else was smart, and he was an idiot, and everything just happened to go right for him. But like, like the, the Frog Brothers, brothers. like yeah. Mister Bagoo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think this is all be something that actually happens. I'm gonna put it out there now. This will probably wind up not going forward. I don't think anybody has nostalgia for the Naked Gun series, right? Like I I would prefer a sequel to Dracula Dead. Bad. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I I love I loved those movies as a kid. And they were always on TV. Yeah, but as a kid. You, as a, as a 
As a kid. Um, As a kid. I, I, I don't put know. On, when I used to have TVs oh, in my beer department on a Saturday, I put one of the naked guns on. And I watched it, and it was like, and it was me going like, oh yeah, this is a good joke. Oh yeah, he's going to say this. <laughs> oh yeah, they're going to be, um, they're on the stakeout, and they start eating uh, pistachios with the red dye on them. For some reason, we always, they used to red dye them. And then they get out of the car I and they got red about fingers that, yeah. and they got, it looks like they got lipstick on. And they have a, sh- like, <laughs> the shells are, like, up to the window of the car. It's funny. It was, like, so stupid. It's great. It? Yeah. It's funny. I oh, don't... man, we need to do a Naked Gun uh, retrospective uh, now. Uh, what, what, naked what Gun, they... like, Dracula Dead and Loving oh, so It, like, a... um, Loaded yeah. Weapons, like, all those movies. Yeah, hot shots. shots. Yeah, hot shots. I would put in there too. Okay, but uh, what would they be lampooning now? TikTok. There's a bunch of cop shows out like Chicago PD and Law and Order. Still, I think Law and Order was on during when they were doing the Naked Gun series. Probably. Are we? Are we still going to be lampooning yeah, but, that? Are we lampooning they've, that? Or they've done it? stuff like that too with. Um, it came out actually from Steve Carell, who's executive producer, uh, Angie Tribeca. I can't remember what channel that was on. It was like AMC or something, which was well, actually a lot like, of fun. But it's basically um, that. Like even like Reno 911 or um, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn like, Nine-Nine. Those are fun shows that are, quote unquote, like making fun of the cop dramas, like you can still so, do it. Okay. The, the, I, I don't know. I <laughs> so think could, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's more like workplace comedy that just happens to be set at a police department. It's oh, not yeah. like yeah, they're over not. the top but wait, safe sex where they're both wearing like full body <laughs> condoms like rubbing up and down on the bed. Air, airplane's yeah. another one. <laughs> like Gladiator. <laughs> you like movies about Gladiator? I can't remember the line now. I haven't watched that one in forever but Anyways, I don't know. I don't know either. Other than uh, I picked a bad day to quit black tar heroin. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only joke from Airplane that I remember. Um, also a Leslie Nielsen movie. It also also was. Maybe those movies mm. all died with him. Maybe that's the problem with it. Anyways. It a great guest star in uh, one of my favorite television shows of all time. Oh, they're going to say Smallville. Oh, God damn it. I don't think Leslie Nielsen was on Smallville, no. he but he did play the. I don't think he, he was. played the president like in um, the seasons. scary movies, so he was attached to those as well. Uh, yeah. Anywho, so, I don't, the first couple were, were good. I don't remember anything after like the third one. But yeah, also another actor that won't be appearing in anything else is William Hurt uh, in the MCU as General Thunderbolt Ross, but. There were rumblings and rumors a couple weeks ago about Harrison Ford taking over the role of Thunderbolt Ross, but it has now been officially confirmed that Harrison Ford still making movies, even though he doesn't seem he doesn't seem to want to do it anymore or like doing it. Still, the still just there. Really, like the thing I find. I need, I need, to, I need to buy more pot and more planes because I keep. I also need to do point. another movie where I can get injured on the set. <laughs> it's he, dude's eighty, so you know. Shout out for him to it's keep medical. going this 
this far into life, but also he doesn't no. have to. He is wealthy. He can just <clears throat> crash. What I think is fine. not odd, but it's interesting that they wouldn't scale and have an a, a younger actor playing Ross and gear him up to look older because they had someone who's younger than Harrison Ford pass away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, John Hurt was, like, I think close is, I was, is just in his seventies. Um, I can Google foo it real quick, but <clears throat> I assumed they would have gone into this by just, Oh, Something happened to Thunderbolt Ross. We're getting a team together now mm-hmm. in yeah, response. Like, they they Avengers it. Um, John Hurt, he was 77. So we got a guy three so. years older. Yeah. Well, but when did he pass, John? Uh, 2017. So January he's actually two years younger. Because mm. that's sure. how math works, right? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> don't know enough about math to fight you. Um, he, he died in 2017. I, I don't, and he was 77. So Harrison, so right now he would be 82. He'd be 82. So yes, he's two years yeah. younger. You are correct, Paul. After talking it through, I I don't know why. Besides, just we needed to have a name in this role because does the Marvel Cinematic Universe need more? big name actors who appear in one or two movies and then aren't in the franchises anymore because I like kind of breath of fresh air we've been getting in the past two years with new people stepping into these roles and none of them are you know your Robert Downey Jr's or your Harrison Ford's like it seems almost like a regression I guess well you want to I want to see Thunderbolt Ross talking to uh I can't remember. Kit, not Kit, Kit Fisto? Kit Rich? What was his name? No. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, no, uh, Robert Robert Redford's character. Oh. Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce. See, Paul just likes his yeah, get old, those two old, old men, men together. Just put just just have them, put them on a porch in the while. MCU yelling about how woke it is and Paul will be no. happy. No. You just have them fly fishing on a river. Sounds... <laughs> Sounds awful. Yeah. No These Marvel movie. movies really took and a turn. someone else. <laughs> on Golden Pond over here. It's still, no, just, still be a billion Jackson, dollar just movie. Go to, I just want to see him in Jackson Hole. You know, just like fly fishing. Just hanging out, talking about economics. It'd be great. They put up a sign, gone fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Walter Matthau can be in it. Who's going to play Walter Matthau now? <laughs> uh, anyways, someone else you won't be hearing anything from is coming over from Warner Brothers and DC Pictures. Not because they're dead, but their career pretty much is. Uh, Walter Hamada has been fired from the company. You might not know his name, but you're aware of his work, work because he was basically the point man at Warner Brothers for all the DC films that have come out over the years. Um He's gone. No more. Because it seems like DC doesn't know who or what they want, and they're just going to let The Rock <laughs> call the shots. He they, is calling the shots. They, they smell what he's hey. cooking. He walked, in, he walked into a boardroom, probably dressed like Black Adam, started calling people jabronis. 
And then they just <clears throat> fell in line. They, they smelled what he was cooking. Mm. Was it good? We don't know yet. We, we haven't seen Black Adam yet. We have. It comes out. No as of recording, it comes out tomorrow. I'll see it over the weekend, probably. Birthday, yeah, that's you the thing. Watch it for your birthday. We'll be, we'll be doing stuff all day tomorrow, but it's something I'm interested in, mostly because we've talked about it before, so I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I really enjoyed Shazam, and I think yeah. I like that corner of the DC cinematic universe, DC expanded universe, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, and this might lead into something else for Shazam, so that's why. And I also like The Rock. So this is the producer that they had brought in who he was like part of the guy who brought in like The Conjuring, um, The Annabelle, all those like lights out. He was that guy that they had brought in from those horror movies. And then right away, as soon as he like started cutting stuff, is when I believe he started just getting totally undermined by Warner Brothers Studios. Because he was the guy that came in and was like, why are we making The Trench? Nobody knows these characters. Mm -hmm. We haven't brought them up. Why are we saying that we're going to make this movie? Why are we saying we're going to do this? Mm -hmm. We aren't going to do that. Why would we do that? So he seemed like he was someone who came in and then basically was forced to tread water with Warner Brothers because he just was trying to put out all the fires that some studio executive would be like, well, make it this. And then he'd be like, no, no, no. Pop, 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 <laughs> pat it out, pat out the fire. Like, no, 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 we're going to try to do, we're, you want me to do this, we're going to try to do this. And then somebody else would make some crazy announcement that would be like, we're not even close to doing that movie. I don't know why they're saying this. So I'm sorry to see him go, because it's one of the people that he was one of the people that brought it to the um, to, to the theaters. So I brought, brought uh, what? Uh, Pennywise the Clown. I was, oh. hoping, I was hoping you were going to say it again, so yeah. play dumb. Yeah, he That's brought fine. it. Yeah, I, I knew what you were doing. He just brought it. He's he's even everything he did. Because he just wants to get to his next beer. Uh, so I am drinking from Blue Barn Cidery, which I have to say is now my favorite cidery. Uh, I've had this before, not on the show. Um, but it's a cider that made me want to <laughs> go back to it. And this is Blue Barn's Joustaberry Jam. And this is a black currant and gooseberry cider. Has the perfect amount of tart and sweet. This is less like a cider and more of a effervescent, like almost like wine. Um, the flavors play great in this. I love it. They make a white peach and mango that is also fantastic. Uh, they have a blueberry that I haven't tried yet. Um, and they're going to have like a spiced... Uh, cinnamon and sugar spiced one coming up um, soon, but uh, joustberry and the white peach mango are ones that I will continue to go back to, especially when I just want something really crisp and refreshing, and uh, this delivers. Fantastic. 
Sounds good. I doubt nope. I can get it here, but Blake's has kind of become my, oh, my we just cider started carrying that stuff brand. that I can get here. And the, their ciders are pretty good. Like, I'll give it to them. They're like from they, Michigan. They do some good work, so check them out. No, I'm I telling you, so. they are. You might I, I, be right. I know. They brought it to the shelves. <laughs> Paul, what you got? I have from Oma Gang Brewery. Uh, their project cider. This is their chai cider. Uh, this is a very. Can you call it a chider? Oh, maybe if it crawled up in cider, uh, you would call it a chider. <laughs> but I guess she'll die. I guess she'll die. <laughs> I, I don't want to write that down like, as a title. Where... Nobody do it. <laughs> Nobody do it. I was just going with the, you know, she, she was only Yeah, but it didn't crawl up inside her. <laughs> the spider. When she saw the spider, it crawled up inside her, right? No, I, I don't. I don't know enough about the old woman that lived in that the shoe. Is the line. Okay, somebody look that up while I'm talking about this beer. It, it's <clears> very crisp, very tart, but man, does it deliver on those chai flavors. It's got the big chai, you know, cinnamon... Um, I don't know what you know. Yeah, chai is like its own chai. thing. Uh, yeah, it's its own thing. But it's a it's a no chai is a yeah a mix of spices. But chai tastes like chai. Right. It, it's a yeah tastes like chai. It's a good chai mix of spice blend, and it hits it hits it big up front, and then it relaxes into that tart, very crisp. Cider flavor. It, I'm really enjoying this. This is a a great outing for the Oma Gang Cider Project. John, I think you've had this. I, mean, I had something else that was chai spiced. Um, we had the oh, okay. you and I drank the, the left hand pumpkin that was very chai. Mm. Huh? The Sha Tea is the only kind of chai flavored beer that I've ever liked from Dogfish Head. Do you ever? Do you like no, chai? I hate chai. Ever? Oh, oh okay. Well, I don't. I, that, I don't like it. It tracks. And the old lady this just continued cinnamon. to eat things to get rid of the previous thing that she had eaten. Nothing mm-hmm. crawled up inside her, Paul. Mm. Everything I'm seeing about this is just a very short nursery rhyme. So it might have been something that. Everybody kind of did their own version of and added stuff on because every version of it I'm seeing is there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what no, to do. You, that's she a different gave, nursery rhyme, but, but that's that, a completely different one. You said it was the no. one who lived in a shoe. No, I said there was, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why, perhaps she'll die. To swallow the fly, to eat the cheese, the swallowed the mouse to eat the dead, swallowed the cat to eat the mouse, right, swallowed right. the dog to eat the cat to eat the mouse. I don't know why, but perhaps she'll die. I fart on your shit. <laughs> I piss on your piss. <laughs> we are friends again. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to look into this anymore. Uh, Paul. Oh, it how, was here, here it is. There was an old lady who swallowed a spider that wriggled, wiggled, wriggled and wiggled and tingled inside her. 
She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. Then she swallowed the bird to eat the spider. Yep. How absurd to swallow a bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. We I don't know right. she swallowed like a- the fly. She'll, I guess she'll die. This is woman Kirby? <laughs> yes. Okay. And then it just progressed to good So, Paul, try it. Try it. <laughs> it's good. Chris, why don't you drink it? Did it wiggle and did, wriggle? And did you did you drink it or did it crawl you? up inside you? I both did. Um, this is coming from Six Point Brewing. This is actually part of their Infinite Loop series, which is a limited release. This is their Screamsicle. This is a double IPA with orange and vanilla, eight percent ABV. And something worth noting is I have never seen this infinite loop series before that's why i picked it up because these are actually like bigger 16 ounce cans versus the normal like uh 12 ounce cans that you would get if you buy one of their other packs so i thought hey that's kind of cool doing something a little bit different i do enjoy six point and i have to say i'm really enjoying this uh right off the bat when i looked at the side of the can it said a flurry of orange and citrus aroma shriek in the can of creamsicle um so as soon as I cracked it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pour this into a glass just to get more of that that orange nose. And I'm glad I did because this is delicious. It's got the right amount of vanilla on it to stand out, but it doesn't make it overly sweet. Still get a really nice, strong, like, orange flavor from it, but it doesn't cover up those hops. Um, it says it's brewed with, like, Centennial, I'm sorry, Cascade, Citra, and Amarillo hops. So it's the hop profile that I like. I'm digging this. This is great. Um... If you haven't had anything from Six Point in a while, I think it's worth checking out uh, because it is a departure from their regular stable of beers, um, of which I think Bengali or Bengal, I can't remember what it's called, is probably my favorite. I almost grabbed this to drink with you when you said that you were going to do this, but I really wanted to have that Backwoods Bastard. And then I was like, I can't, I don't want to do an 11 and then, uh, what is it, 9 or 10? 8? Uh, eight. It's, like, uh, so it's not. It's not crazy. Really it's not bonkers. Eight. Yeah, I think um, I didn't pay attention to the price on this one. I do think it was a little bit more expensive. I could do some research, but I'm not. I think it was probably to, like thirteen. Because you know why? That's what we, uh, oh, fine. I'll matter. do it. You got to research what book you're looking forward <clears throat> to coming out this week, Wednesday, October twenty sixth. Yeah, and uh, while Chris looks that up, I'm going to pick up the Moon Knight Annual number one, and this is Werewolf by Moon Knight. Uh, This is going to be a... $13.99 for the fourth This is going to be a... It seems like it's going to be a continuation of the Moon Knight Werewolf by Night book uh, or story that was in... Uh, the ta- DC's Tales from the Crypt, or whatever it was, uh, because Moon Knight all of a sudden pops up in that Werewolf by Night story in that book. Um, <clears throat> so this seems like it's going to be a continuation of that. I kind of wanted to see where that story went after I read that book, so uh, yeah, I'm going to pick it up. And it's not totally breaking the bank. I think it's your normal like four four ninety nine cover price that is a lot of books these days. So, uh, Chris, what book are you picking up? 
Um, I'm picking this one up, but I can't say I'm super excited for it because, uh, John, I know you read number one as well, because this is going to be Tim Drake Robin number two, uh, written by Megan Fitzmartin, art by Riley Rosmo. I appreciate Tim Drake having a book again. Um, he's my Robin. I think Megan Fitzmartin's doing a lot of fun stuff over on the <clears throat> Dark Crisis Young Justice book. Um, it's a love letter and breakdown to everything about Young Justice in the early 2000s. I think the book was written well, but the artwork in this is very inconsistent, very distracting. I don't know how long I can stay on a book like this with that kind of going against it. Like I can... I can forgive some artwork, but just the inconsistencies from panel to panel and like the, the style weird portions, is there, there's some there's something just off, and it's off-putting enough that it was taking me out of I, reading. The I book. did not finish the book because in my mind there was no reason to because I'm not going to read anymore. I would pick up if I saw there was another artist on the book, and the artist is trying to do a certain style and it just is not for me at all. Um, <clears throat> to say it's like, it looks like as of issue four, there is a different artist yeah, on the it, <clears throat> So it might just be like the first, it time. just, it's a mix of like anime, cartoony, and then I don't even know what else. Like it, but that it but can, that work, can work sometimes. a lot of like, times. One of my favorite books from the last two years was Seven Secrets, and it leaned very heavily into that manga style, and I I loved it. Like it brought that book to life. Like that was part of the reason I got so much like fun and enjoyment out of it because it was so kinetic I, and uh, Luther packed, Strode like, from um, the same way. Yeah. Uh, uh, more. Like, Tread more. I, yeah. I love that style. The the art is was in some ways I felt <clears throat> maybe better than the writing in that book. And then um, his redesigned of Ghost Rider with the car. Like again, I was like, man, I lo- I love it. So yeah. that style, like, I it can work. But this is just this artist is really trying to do something, but also can't fulfilled an entire book with the weird style that he's doing stuff. But there was stuff like when he had that splash page of the wharf and then was highlighting like the fit, like the fish and this net. I was yeah. like, I like this. I like what he's doing here. This is a cool layout. I like this. And then I turned the page and it's like the character's got a weird moon, you know, moon head and the weird next crazy jawline and I was just like, oh, what what just happened from page to page? Um but yeah, I I really wanted to love this book because again, like you were like, you should be writing reading Nightwing, and I was like well, give me some Nightwing. And then you gave me a stack of Nightwing books, and I was like, okay, fucking Nightwing is my favorite. And then you're like, oh, if you like that, you should read the Robin book. And I was like, ah, Robin. You're like, no, Tim Drake's awesome. Here. And you gave me a stack of those books, and I was like, yeah, Tim Drake's my Robin. Nightwing's my Nightwing. Like, I, I, I love these. 
Batman is Batman. A Batman, Batman book is a Batman, Batman book. <laughs> we are friends uh, again. But I was like, yeah, these are these are great. And you did the same thing with Paul. Like, we love these characters because you were buying them, Chris. And then when this new Nightwing series started up, I was like, yeah, this is everything I love about Nightwing. They're doing mm-hmm. – they're, they're bringing Tim Drake Robin back. Okay, let this be everything I love about Tim Drake. And I couldn't even get into the story enough to know if they were doing that. How I'm going to stick it through because it looks like I only have to go through two more issues. And then new artists on it. And I have to say – the variant covers for all of these issues that are coming out are all gorgeous. Uh, DC, and very, DC has very gone tempting. Marvel on covers now because they are putting out ten There's covers per book, and it, that's part of the thing I don't like about buying my comics now physically at a comic book store because when I go, they have their new release shelves right up front. But they'll leave the new release books up there for a couple weeks. So if you come in like two, three weeks later, like you can still go there and get it. Sometimes I just have a hard time remembering if I bought a book because I look at the cover and it doesn't look familiar. And then I pick it up and I start flipping through. I'm like, oh, no, I bought this last month. This is the last issue of Poison Ivy. It's just a one of six different covers. Uh, I don't need to get this one. Uh, you guys need to pick up the Chip Zardesky Batman book. Because it's, uh, I think it's just Batman, um, but it is, okay. <laughs> it is great. It is so good. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, that sounds like it's a good thing to put down your look back. Yeah, put, put it on the look back, because I'll, I'll check it out. It's hard right now, because for me, Superman, Batman's uh, kind of like my, uh, my Superman, Batman the Justice League, everybody's in this book. Because, uh... Okay. Bat, not that this matters, but uh, Batman created this android years ago to be a failsafe if Batman oh. ever went bad to take him out. So all of a sudden, I think the robot's called Failsafe uh, is activated and is taking out Bruce Wayne. So all the Ju- Justice League members come to his aid, but it's also programmed to know how to take them out. Uh, it is. It is really good, and the art's good in it too. Not like Robin. Um, um okay, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it goes back. So 128 is where that failsafe arc starts. Yeah. So, oh wait, no, it goes back for 127. 126. Neil, who has Paul's good book? Arc, What's your book, Paul? Well, the uh, uh, Robert Robert girl's good art again. Because Chris shared a book you know, with me very, that said Crimson. <laughs> crimson. The, uh, crimson, yeah. Uh, you know who also does great art and understands art uh, very well? Mm, Scotty Young. Scotty yeah. Young. Uh, definitely of the Humberto Roma style. Very action-y, very, you know, uh, very street, street, street racing. You know, uh, strict, very street racing uh, kind of artist. Uh this is... I haven't picked up any of the uh, Strange Academy books before. So this is the perfect time to uh, jump on with their new number one. So, so while you had stepped away to get your beer before, um, and I was asking John what book he was going to get, 
had mentioned that you were picking up Strange Academy Finals, and John was like, oh, is it number five? I was like, no, it's actually number one, but it's like a spinoff of another book. <laughs> of, uh, like, it's like volume three of the Strange Academy, and I, I just want to check out who are these characters, what's going on. I understand it's is, the magic Is Nighthawk still in it? Like the young magic users. Didn't know Nighthawk really was in it originally. So... So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to look in on this book. Maybe if it catches my eye, maybe I'll go back and start reading. Hey, it'd be a good maybe a good pick for trade policy, stuff. Paul. <clears throat> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Could be. Could be. Uh, so I just did some quick research. It looks like that arc started with 125, and 128 was the most recent one that came out. So there's not a lot to get into. And I got... I got these sweet back hey. issue books that I've been earning by shopping at my comic book store. Um, whenever you buy older comics, they basically give you credit to buy more older comics. So I felt like nice. twenty dollars a free comic nice. book money. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> do it. You should do it. Gonna do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. You know what else we're gonna do? Oh, Jesus Christ! A dramatic reading. And now, <laughs> a dramatic John's looking forward to it. I guess. Reading. From Fantastic Four, number 46, page 18, panel. Look at Wigana. Can you look after him? I need TC help, princesses. Elkilot. Oh, Jesus, I can't even read that. Your screenshots suck, Paul. <laughs> and the others, Psychoman's mother. Rearranger is moments away from remaking Sue Atomic in his own image. This is insane! Wait, you can't just leave us here with I hate you. And that was a dramatic reading from Fantastic Four. Number 46. I literally cannot read the line after... <laughs> it's not a good screenshot. Uh-huh. Chris, I asked you, can you re- is this legible? And you're like, oh yeah, that's legible. I don't legible. think you asked me that, because I might have just looked I at did. it. <laughs> what are you trying to zoom in on it's this like, panel? It's so blurry. It. You can barely read it. I'm sorry, Paul. But I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to read this that's dialogue. Right, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, boy. It's fun. Do you guys have another beer you want to jump into, or do you need I, a little bit of time? Maybe halfway through a bracket? I'll uh, be partaking of any more beer, because I am feeling it. Pretty, pretty good. Mm. I have it's okay. I've been drinking, you know, lower ABV stuff. I'm going to crack open my next beer, but I'm going to save it for the bracket. I need to do some science for mine, so let me know when. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were... Give me the signal. No, I, well, I thought if you were going to get up and get it, I would, no, no, I would do the here. signal. But uh, John, this is your baby, man. This is a main topic. Yeah. To so uh, I we hadn't done a bracket in a long time, and uh, we were talking about episode titles, and I said, "Well, what if we did like a a Halloween horror movie bracket?" Um, as most of our listeners know, we used to do summer movie brackets. We hadn't done those in a long time. Uh, COVID, mostly, uh, put an end to those. Uh, 
movie theaters stop having um, movies come out during the summer. I guys, I think we might be able to get back into it now. I think Top Gun wins. Well, not, I mean, not now, now, but like oh, at coming this into point, this summer, like, since everything's back, like restrictions have been lessened, like COVID cases are on a downturn, so more and more people are going out there doing things, living their lives. I think the movie going experience is back to what it was before. So I think you know this coming summer, like yeah. we got a few months to get there because you know we're in fall now. But I think yeah. I think it's time to ring it back. Okay, maybe um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mar- you know, March is a long so way away. So we, um, in the conversation we had doing this, we said we'd pick four movies. We basically picked those four movies in that conversation. A lot of Paul asking, "Is this a movie? Can I pick this movie?" And one of the movies, uh, Practical, Practical Magic, Magic, was completely was vetoed from it. That. And here's the thing. Paul didn't do his Paul didn't do his homework. If like, I it would have been like down, the one movie if that sat down to never watch seen this movie before. and then he's like, "No, I didn't watch it again. I just watched it that one time in 1997." Uh, <laughs> I would have I, I been. I had five movies to watch for this bracket that I've never seen before. I got yeah. through four. I, I watched. I watched all. See, of that's. Them. I didn't watch, watch uh, the thing because. See, a lot of them I didn't watch because I've seen them before, or I've seen them multiple times enough that it's... I don't feel the need to go back to. One of mine that we talked about at the beginning of the show, I did because I have not seen it since um, So there was a lot of stuff that, like, Paul was like, can I pick the mummy? Can I pick this? Um, so why don't we... Why don't we go through and just say what movies we picked? Um, and when's the last time sure. we watched them? Or uh, So... Okay. Um, I picked Just, you know. uh, the thing from John Carpenter, uh, one of my favorite movies. I watch it every year for my birthday. Uh, I also picked Aliens. I picked um, Monster Squad and The Lost Boys. I kind of picked them as pairings against each other because, like, the thing and Aliens, mm. kind of are almost similar, kind of in the same kind of movie. Uh, and then mm. Kids versus Monsters. So in the- can. For the other pairing, can I ask why you picked Aliens and not Alien? Because uh, I think Aliens is the superior movie. Okay, I'm well, just just curious because nothing against it, but I feel like more people would go. See, for I was the thinking, I was thinking, if I did before, like, Jaws, I would do Jaws and Aliens as like the two movies to go against each other. But Jaws is a summer movie, yeah, so you knew like you can't do that one. You know what? The thing well, is, is like movie. Jaws isn't the movie I would watch for Halloween. And okay. I mean, everyone, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. I've I seen mean, Jaws. Aliens, I watched it at Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. He watch, well, he, John watches <laughs> I watch all, all movies, movies for Christmas. All movies. Oh. All movies. Uh, you guys know the weird thing about. Jaws for me, right? It was the first movie my parents oh. went to see together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was their like one of their first dates was to see Jaws. So that's a fun I've fact. Seen, yeah, uh, like one of their like the only time I've ever really given my parents an anniversary present was when like the anniversary release of, on VHS, by the way, of Jaws came out, and I'm like, oh, I know this. About it's the parents. only thing I know about them. The, the, the end. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, not much. a lot of people know this, uh, but I proposed to my wife when Jaws uh, jumps out of the water at Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah. It's the most romantic <laughs> thing I've ever heard. That's a lie. The Jaws ride was shut down by that time. Unless John's talking about Universal Studios sure. Tokyo or something. Uh, like that. I think they still yeah, have. But Chris, what were your movie picks or your picks? It's not just movies. It uh, was so, it was Halloween themed. It's not just movies for me. I have um, anthology movie Trick or Treat. I have the Disney Channel's Gravity Falls Summerween special. Um, reason I picked this one is because the plot of Gravity Falls is two twins, Mabel and Dipper, get sent to live with their great uncle Stan over the summer, but they still wanted to do a Halloween episode, so they just created a made-up holiday with Summerween. Um, love it. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, the Tim Burton cross-holiday classic, and then... <laughs> Van Helsing. I don't remember why I picked this one. I think I was just looking for something fun that has like monsters in it. Because I think I think you were upset that I because I think the you mummy had, and you couldn't pick it. And I, and I think John had also picked like Monster Squad, which I think is one of the best updated Universal monster monster movies. But yes, uh, but Paul, go ahead with your because you already let one of them out. Yeah, yeah I, I have a uh, Young Frankenstein, which is a movie that I would watch with. Uh, well, yeah, I wish Igor. Uh, I have the Frankenstein painting of his grandfather as a framed picture. I love it. It's, it's hanging up in my bedroom right now. It's great. I fucking love John Gene, Gene Wilder too. Gene Wilder, I love him so. It's great. It's a movie that I would watch uh, every year with uh, my our our friend Eric. No, Not friend, of, friend the of the show, though. But, you know, my friend Eric. Our <clears> friend <throat> Eric. Um, love it. It's not Halloween until I watch Young Frankenstein. Uh, Hocus Pocus, which is also one of the things that uh, I have to watch during the spooky season. It's my level of spookiness. The Mummy, which is an amazing action-adventure movie. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows it. And then uh, Scream, which I watched for the first time, like, two years ago, or last Halloween, was it last two years ago, or last year for the first time, I can't remember. Um, was that 1997 when that one came out? Might have been. I think it's just iconic, it's just, you know, like, the ghost faces that I like 1996, okay. It plays in a meta realm without being overly meta. Like, Kevin in the Woods, I think, goes one Ooh. step too far. Oh, no, oh. Oh no! Well, I'm sorry. Is it on your bracket? It's not. I wish it <laughs> had been. Then guess what? I can talk shit about it because <laughs> it, it's not good enough to make your top four. Well, I don't so think this was a. Well. I mean, no, I love. <laughs> this was a quick conversation we had, and we all picked movies real quick. <laughs> well, because, and also because some of these movies are ones that I do watch at Halloween, like Monster Squad. Like that's a fun pick. Yanni had never seen it before. Last year, so I got to have her. I just want everybody to know that it. Chris thinks that Van Helsing is a better movie and enjoys it more than <laughs> Kevin in the Woods. Uh, Kevin that's, in the Woods, that's I, true. I do not watch for Halloween though, so that was oh. that's the the framework we were working within. Oh, okay. Not that I've ever watched 
Van Helsing for Halloween. But again, to play in that sandbox, I've I selected it. You marked it. It's marked out. It's okay. Yeah. Some someone needs to you know be sacrificed <laughs> first. <laughs> so okay. So uh, first round, we all pick. You know, whoever our four, we get to pick the the matchups. So, John, this is your baby. Go ahead and pick your first right. matchup. So my matchup for my movies, as I said, I already made them to go against each other. And we'll do the uh, John uh, Joel Schumacher's adolescent vampire story of Lost Boys with Monster Squad, the um, Shane Black-written uh, monster movie of... Dracula is bringing all the monsters together to open up a portal to just be bad guys, uh, and a bunch of precocious kids uh, get together to stop them. And um, <clears throat> I love both of these movies. I think uh, um, Lost Boys is a—I'd a, put it up there as one of my favorite vampire movies. Monster Grot. Yeah, if we were doing a if we were doing a vampire movie bracket, that one would probably pretty far progress pretty far through. But put it up against uh, Monster yeah, Squad, and I like I myself would pick Monster Squad uh, over Lost Boys, but they both have great iconic lines. Death by Stereo is a classic one, uh, and Wolfman's got Nards like. Yeah. yeah. Wolfman doesn't have Nards. Uh, I have to say, the people that bring the bracket, you know, the pairing together, they sure. get tiebreaker. So you, you get to hold the, the last vote. But unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be a tie. It, it, it's going to be Monster Squad for me as well. I enjoyed Lost Boys more than I thought I would. Uh, I just watched it this past week because, you know, I wait to do my homework for the last minute. And uh, I, I thought it was very slow in the beginning. And I'm like, okay, well, he's a vampire. And when he first calls the frog, when uh, the young kid calls the frog brothers to be like, and they're still not called the frog brothers at that point. Um, it's just weird. They're going to kill the brother. I thought that's where the movie was going. I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to kill the brother and then... then all hell will break loose, and they're going to have to kill all the other vampires. No, that's not where the movie goes at all. And it just keeps, like, waiting and waiting and waiting to get to the point where they actually start killing vampires until the, like, last 20 minutes, like, of the movie. is When the movie starts, where I thought it would have started, like, one-third of the way through. I just realized I should have picked from Dusk of Dawn because that's one of my Halloween movies. And when Paul was talking about, like, yeah, they don't even start with the vampires, I was like, yeah, you know what? Other movie does that, but it's awesome. And I was like, shit, I should have uh, picked from Dusk of Dawn because that's another one Yanni had never seen. And I was like, oh, we're John watching. Carpenter's. It was one of those, like, oh, we're going to find time. Yeah. That's a good one. It was literally like we were having a discussion. And I'm like, we're, we're watching <clears> from Dusk to Dawn. Like, because she didn't see, like, the. The switch happening because yeah. it's not telegraphed at all. But if you don't know it's happening, it's great because you think it's a heist movie gone wrong. It's a it's a you get away 
you know, getaway movie. And then all of a sudden turns into that. So, but yeah, not, we're not talking about that movie. Sorry for bringing it up. So Monster um, Squad moves on. Yeah, Chris. I I wish I could remember the first time I saw Monster Squad. I remember it. It was. But I don't. Yeah, it was. It was our our fall education. Uh, educate Paul on horror movies. Because it came out in 1987, and I know I saw it when I was. Younger, but I don't know how it was probably like 88, 89, because that's probably when it started making its rounds on TV. But it was honestly like it's not something I watched a lot or often because I honestly forgot about it until you brought it up when we were in high school. Because it's great, I I love it. It's great. I it's one of those movies like I feel like I should have grown up with it more, like that should have been. My Sandlot, but it turns out Sandlot was my Sandlot. Because uh, it was like, yeah. Um, I that for summer. Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic movie, but, you know, they're they're very uh, much of the, the same The thing. one vampire humor The one guys, kid in that thing has, like, the shirt that says Stephen King, Stephen King Rules, and it's red and yellow, and I've always wanted to get it. And um, I read uh, The Hobbit with my son, and he... He loves smog and everything. So I wanted to buy him a t-shirt that said uh, Tolkien Rules in the same, like, it's the same font and everything, the block letters, red and yellow. And I was talking to my wife, like, oh, I want to get this for him. And she's like, well, I could just make that shirt for him, and we don't need to have it yellow and red. And I was like, no, we do. You don't understand. No. But yeah. Otherwise, the reference will never be gone. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody... <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm, I think Monster Squad is definitely a, a great pick for a Halloween movie because, again, it, it hits on what the season's all about, and that's monsters coming together to yep. terrorize kids. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Paul, your pick of movies. Ooh. All right, I'm going to have to go with. Uh, ooh, man, I do not like this. <clears throat> this is not fun for me. I'm going to go with the Mummy versus Scream. Ooh, God, um, that's. Oh, okay. I have three like kind of comedies, and then the one outlier of Scream. Like none of them go together. Like Young Frankenstein is a complete. Sp- We're not talking about those yet. But the mummy or scream. Well, well, you, you, you to need to ahead. sell us on both of those movies, and then we we pick it, right? <clears throat> okay, the mummy. Brendan Fraser, the mummy. You X got my Adventure. vote, the mummy. <laughs> it's great. Scream. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Um, I don't even know the people in it. The Ghostface <clears throat> Killer. Uh, the great switch, uh, the switcheroo twist at the end. Spoilers: It's two people that were doing it that we don't get to see again. That same kind of twist until Hot Fuzz, um, which is great. Never seen it in any other movie. How it dissects like the actual genre itself. It's I watch it and I'm like, okay, I can understand like why people would enjoy a slasher film. Because it isn't the Michael Myers and Jason where 
it's like he's more than a person. It keeps it's, on getting back up. And that's what I love about Scream, too, is because when we were growing up, you know, all the movie monsters like the slashers had already been established. And by the time I was aware of the slasher film, like, there had been multiple Friday the 13th, um, Halloween. Like, those movies had been around. Like, they were known. They were proven franchises. Like, they were franchises at that point. And stuff like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and, like, Final Destination, those were new and they had that, like, just instant appeal of, like, being our generation's, like, horror, and you know, slasher movie. And I think Scream is the one that did it the best, so I'm surprised, like, not surprised that that's the one that kind of had the longest run of things, because I think they did one sequel... To I know what you did last summer, and then I think there might have been like some direct-to-video stuff that nobody paid attention to. But Scream, Final Destination has had a lot. Scream, they're still doing TV series and had, in a movie. You know the the new one come out, and then there's like <clears throat> buzz about them doing uh, another. And the, one I mean, the big out. thing about Scream too is I you have so. Wes Craven, who is quote unquote one of the masters of horror, who created Freddy Krueger. Like he yeah. created one of those '80s slasher movies and it was done as such a love letter to that genre that when you do have that twist <clears throat> to it you're happy to see it go off the rails because like it's just these two doofy guys that like horror movies like and just, they, they're sitting there like bleeding out like it's not fun but it's it's horror uh, movie, yeah you know Dumb. um both movies i love but, Paul, you said it in your description of the movies. You have The Mummy, action-adventure, and then you have great. Scream, which is a meta-horror movie. So, with this being the Halloween, I'm going to go with Scream over The Mummy because just kind of more of the genre that it actually is in. Yeah. It's more of a horror movie than the action adventure that is the mummy. And I've always said for years I, oh. that Brendan Fraser and the the, peop, the the other cast that were with him should have just gone on to be like an Indiana Jones as characters where they're on to another not monster, but onto another adventure. Yeah. Oh, we're we're doing the the Curse of the Dragon, you know, like the third one, like, and made Indiana Jones-esque movies with Brendan Fraser's character versus keep bringing back the mummy again and again and again. But I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> I'm in a difficult spot now because I, w- I was definitely going to go the mummy because I love Scream. Like, mm-hmm. you know, literally grew up with that. I think I was like... No, I was 14 when it came out. Just math. Um, so it hit me at that right age, but Mummy came out in 1999, and they're just fun action films. And it's bizarre how The Mummy works so well, and then <laughs> Van Helsing, which is by the same director, <laughs> coming out, you know, 2004, just does not work, but I think 
John, you kind of swayed me with talking about Scream. Like, oh. yeah, The Mummy's just a fun action-adventure movie. I would have loved more from all of these characters. Um, but Scream is a, a Halloween movie, especially, you kind of touched on it too, Paul, where like Ghostface is Costume. now one of those slasher icons. He's right up there with yeah. like Freddy Krueger or Jason or Michael Myers or Leatherface. Like, that it's a recognizable icon, and I, yeah, they're they're still out there. Like when I go to Halloween Horror Nights, there's people walking around wearing Scream or Ghostface shirts. Um, I'm just happy to talk about the Mummy though, right now, I guess. Because um, man, those movies are great. And when I when I moved into my apartment years ago, before I had internet. I basically just had my Blu-ray player, and I would just go buy a cheap movie from Target or Walmart. And I got the Mummy trilogy. I think it was like $14. And watching those movies, I was like, holy crap, these things hold up. And, you know, the effects might be early CG. They need a, I can't they need a George Lucas to time redo the, the Mummy, uh, the first Mummy's special effects. The only thing that takes me out of it is eyebrows. Is Rachel Weiss's eyebrows? <laughs> they're just like they're just like sharpied on. But besides that, like everything about those movies clicks. It all works so well. And then by the time it gets to Mummy Two, they just nailed it. And it's I, I think uh, it's a better one hundred percent disagree. The Mummy's just on that. great. Really? Oh, I fucking want to throw um, that kid Mummy in a volcano. Two. Fantastic. And at the end. The end when they're in the balloon oh, yeah, the and they're flying away and they're like, oh, this is going to be a great adventure when we land. Uh, fuck Mummy 2. Mummy 2 sucks. No, mm. I would. Ooh, I want to say that. Mm. No, because there's other Mummy movies in that franchise that are worse. Too much? Skeleton? No, or not Skeleton. Scorpion King? Scorpion well, King not, see, 3. Oh, I've Scorpion never watched King any besides the first is the Scorpion King. the only one King. that is, I would say, attached to the Mummy franchise. Oh. Any sequel to Scorpion King? I, I think they're, they're all technically the, attached. The Rock's not even in them. It's a Scorpion. They're all TV movies. Billy yeah, exactly. Zane That's why I'm like... is in the like, second and third one. Yeah. Is he? I never saw Paul, this. I what the fuck are you doing the watching the sequel to Scorpion King? <laughs> I really like The Mummy. <laughs> Gotta check it out at least once. Uh, yeah, uh, my, my, my vote would have been The Mummy. Unfortunately, uh, I've been outvoted. It's, a, um, it's okay, because it, they're both great movies, and I think if I had gone first, I, I would have I would have picked the mummy, but John John kind of swung me back to scream. Uh, the mummy I rewatched just you know because I own it on DVD. I own the like the four movie set which comes with the other two movies. They actually pay you to have that, so like you could buy just the mummy one for like ten dollars, nine dollars. You can buy the four movie set, and it's like six dollars. So they're what comes in, like game. what's the fourth movie? Because you have like. Mummy, Mummy it's 2. Scorpion okay. And, and then and Tomb, of the, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. But I didn't know if it was going to be and Scorpion King or if it was going to be yeah. the the updated 
Tom Cruise mummy in a way to be like, oh, look, you want this movie too? Because eh? eh? they were trying to make that a thing with the Dark I think universe. that comes as a free download, and you're just like, no. I've I've never watched that I'm movie, ultra. but I'm in, I'm intrigued to. <laughs> ultra violent. <laughs> I never watched that. I never watched that movie either. No, no, no. The Ultraviolet, the, the I, I service where you could download. I, I, I like literally thought put, you were talking about the Ultraviolet movie. They, I, Paul, me or but Paul? he was just like, oh, and Ultraviolet. Okay. Like he was just naming shitty movies to throw in the box set. I see. I made that yeah, joke because a movie I think, called Ultraviolet. Yeah. Uh, no, Is it it's, that's or? Eon Flux. Uh, no, 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 it's what's the name from all the Resident Evil yeah. movies? Watches Charlie Theron, and that's fun. Yeah. Oh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, advertisements for the back comic books, <laughs> and I think <laughs> when they launched the Ultraviolet platform, that was like the first movie that they put out uh, on it. Can't can't guarantee it's, it. It's above Blu-ray. Synergy. Blue, and then there's Chris. Ultraviolet. Your two movies. Yes. All right, let me click over to to my list here because I have to. All right, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this as easy as possible. Um, we just talked about Stephen Summers with the Mummy. I think it's only fair we talk about what was supposed to be his next opus with 2004's Van Helsing. Yes, starring Wolverine himself as the famed vampire slash monster hunter. Uh, he was only thirty. He was only like thirty-four when he was in that movie. What's, we are older than him now, which is bizarre because I remember that movie coming out because we went to see it in the movie theater, and that's when like Hugh Jackman was like on the rise, like he was starting to become mm-hmm. something, and I was like, "This is my next big role." And it's like, yeah. then he would go are. on and being Kate and Leopold, Australia, where he played an Australian. Um, also, I mean, Kate Beckinsale, David Wenham appearing as like, uh, Van Helsing's yeah. Q almost, where he makes them all of his, like his stuff. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, as we all remember, <laughs> uh, as the voice of, uh, Mr. Hyde. Uh, but yes, this was supposed to be the next franchise. Like this was supposed to start off universal's dark universe before, we were getting a dark universe that we Before never got. Before it was going to be dark. Um, I have not watched this since 2004 when we originally saw it. I remember it not being good, but I thought, well, maybe now, going back, it could be one of those, like, so bad it's good kind of things. And initially, it kind of hit me where it's like, oh, maybe maybe this movie's in on the joke. Because you've got David Wenham's character. I don't remember his name like kind of cracking jokes and it's like okay like this movie knows what it is but then the next scene you're like oh no it it doesn't like because everyone else is really trying too hard carl um, so carl yeah. the monk carl. no the friar he makes that clear not- he can still bang chicks because he's not a monk he's a friar he does and he does um but we're gonna go with van helsing up against an actual Halloween movie with oh. Trick or Treat. Uh, Trick or Treat, Ooh. a Halloween anthology film. Um, I don't know who directed it offhand. I could look that up while we're talking about it. Um, but Trick or Treat, it doesn't have an overarching plot, but you're basically watching a bunch of short stories that all have a little bit of crossover with each other. It takes place on Halloween night. Um, 
In a small town in Ohio. Ohio. Uh, OH. Uh, trick or treat. Bring some. Hopefully, somebody out there said IO. Bring some star power to it. Um, you have Brian Cox in there, Anna Paquin, <laughs> Tom O'Pennicott. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a random dude in the beginning of it. Um, I absolutely love this movie. I never saw it until like two years ago when Yanni made me watch it because that's one of her like Halloween movies. And after seeing it, I'm like, hell yeah! Like this has everything I love about a Halloween movie. It's dark. It's gross. It's got some horror to it. It's got some comedy to it. When you have the uh, school principal trying to like bury the kid's body in the back, and turns out the kid's not dead, so he's trying to hit him with a shovel. Meanwhile, he's got his neighbor yelling at him. He's got his kid yelling shit from like the upstairs window. Great Halloween movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I love it. Treats um, great. For for those reasons, <clears throat> obviously, I will be picking trick or treats. Oh, you don't? Yeah, your tiebreaker. Oh, well, Paul said that after I, will be, I had picked. In case there's a tie, I will be picking. It. Um, okay, I'm going to say. I, I vaguely one, remember. I'm that, just going to yeah. say trick or treat is great. Now I'm going to list everything that I hate about Van Helsing. Uh, yes, feel free. One of the things. <clears throat> I got time. I can use. I, I do want to talk about Van Helsing, uh, even though. I feel like I probably talked about it too much in the introduction, but uh, it's not great. You have uh, Hugh Jackman. His accent is in and out constantly. Not his Australian accent. His, like, Italian accent that he's putting on playing Van Helsing. It's ludicrous. The only person who could keep a accent throughout the whole well, thing he- is actually Kate Beckinsale. Which, but I don't know why they had to give her that, like, like Romani, like gypsy accent because he didn't need she to really just, do yeah, that. She could have just had any accident. Kate Beckinsale why did normally. they have Lion King face in the sunny clouds at the end of the movie with her and her family, and have him looking up like ha ha ha, like he can see him. Like what is I ridiculous? Also. <sighs> Whew. I'm turning into a werewolf. Well, there's an antidote. You gotta get it to me by midnight. And then, 15-minute fight scene with the clock towers slowly counting down for him finally to get it after he bites and kills her. So, like I said, right at the front of the show, I have not rewatched this since we saw it originally. And when I sat down to watch it today... I was like, oh my god, this is so long. How far into this am I? And I looked, and it was only 45 minutes, and I still had like an hour and a half left, and I was like, I'm not going to survive to record the podcast. And I like, I can't, I can't make it through this movie, but I, I kind of forced myself to do it because it's a struggle to watch. And to go from something like The Mummy to Van Helsing, I don't know if... It was just trying to cram too much in there. I think maybe if Van Helsing had been, okay, we're going to focus on one monster. Maybe not have Dracula and Frankenstein. Maybe just have it be, maybe just have it be like, oh, the Wolfman, but it turns out it's her brother. Okay, like, let's solve this problem. But trying to cram everybody in there. And, you know, you can leave Mr. Hyde in that first, like, introductory bit. 
But that fight does it need to be there? And also, so Mr. Hyde has been shot through. Robbie Coltrane. He's been shot. Robbie Coltrane. He's been shot through the. I don't know if you guys knew that. And he still has. And he still has the hole there. He's got a hole in his arm. He's then been buzzsawed with Van Helsing's buzzsaws because he just has these things that these two buzzsaws. Buzz. Well, they have to use them later so he can go yeah. up that elevator shaft. So he uses the buzzsaws on him. Then he uses grappling hook that shoots through him. And he's totally okay throughout all of this fight. And then he falls, he off, falls the off the church. But as he falls, he turns back he's into the human form to land for the cop just to be like, Van Helsing killed this old man. Damn you, Van Helsing! For no reason other than... Some people hate me. Some people think I'm a killer. Pulls the sign off of the wall, like his own wanted picture. Like, stupid. It doesn't make sense. I I honestly forgot about all the stuff about Van Helsing also yeah. being like centuries old. He's the great, he's the person who originally killed Dracula for them, him to come back as a living prison. But the thing that, like, when we walked out of that movie originally, Chris and I were like, eh, it wasn't great, but... And Paul was the one that goes, wait a second. Takes a huge hit of a blunt. So, let me get this straight. Yeah. Dracula's bride yeah, have all these dead babies, and they need Frankenstein's electric powers to bring him to life? Well, they try They try a human first, but it's not enough but to bring them to life. But it is the stupidest fucking night. It's the stupidest... Why... Dracula wants all these babies? He can make other vampires. Why does he care if he can have rodent children? Because they are. They're just these, like, gargoyle bats it's, with wings. It's kind of... It is kind of a funny scene when, like... The little vampire babies are like grabbing all the towels, and then they just start like exploding in the middle of like, the towel. And the, but like the vampire wives are so upset by that. Then I, there's a lot of choices in this movie, and I think this franchise could have been fun. Like Van Helsing with his like repeater crossbows, and like like the silver stake. He's got like his crucifix that like chink pops out. I think this could have been cool. It reminded me of a video game that I played on like PlayStation years ago where you had to like Castlevania play werewolves, but I don't remember the name Castlevania. of it. Castlevania. No, not Castlevania. It was actually like a shooter. <laughs> it was almost like Castle Wolfenstein. It was like Red Dead Redemption, except right like you had to hunt like vampires and werewolves. I don't remember the name um, of it. I'm gonna look at it. My up favorite thing is done. like I have this UV uh bomb, but I don't know what I would use it for. When would I use this? Oh, all these vampire babies are killing everyone. Not going to use it now. <laughs> oh. Woo! I accidentally walked into this vampire ball. Perfect time. Bing! It's bad. It is so I, bad. I do like at the beginning where, like, Carl has, like, the holy water. He goes to throw it to uh, Van Helsing, and, like, the vampire bride catches it, and she's just like, and she yeah. throws it down a well. <laughs> Stupid! It's uh, it not took a me good four viewings, and to I watch feel this. like I feel like at this point now, too, with how much time I've spent, I've spent like five hours of my life, you know, now 
and in 2004 watching Van Helsing, and that's I've done a lot of dumb stuff and wasted a lot of time, but like, wow, like that's quantifiable. It's five hours of my life on this movie, and now more more time talking about it because we did talk about it like in the movie theater parking lot. The for, like, fact an hour that you picked this movie as like, did Chris out. rewatch this and had some type of renaissance? And the fact that you were like, oh no, I just picked a movie because Paul picked Mummy. I literally, I literally don't remember the conversation we had because again we drink heavily while we do this podcast, and I think I just need wanted to pick a movie with the Universal monsters in it to to bring to the table because I love the monsters and I know there's <clears throat> better versions of those movies out there. I mean, the oh, Blumhouse really Invisible good. Man that's from amazing like two years ago, yeah, fucking awesome. Like that movie's great, but you know I'm not going to bring that to the table for. This and guys, what all the fun we had. To uh, talk about so my Van pick Helsing. is not Van Helsing. All right, so so, so we're we're moving on to Trick or Treat. Paul, what we were your feelings okay. about Trick or Treat? So. Yeah, because again, this isn't a Paul type movie. Like it was, it wasn't as gory as I was afraid it was going to be. There is definitely scenes of like shock gore. There were a oh, few and the ki- the kids scares. like caught, like. Choking his guts up on the the porch with the principal. Well, no, that's just puking, and that's when I look that in the mirror. Um, just from my own face. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like, but like, I was like, oh, they're not gonna. He's not gonna kill this little kid, is he? He's not gonna kill this the principal, you know, and like the very next, well, two three scenes after, and then they're gonna. He's carving the pumpkin. Or the jack o' lantern, and then it turns out to be a severed head. And I'm like, oh no, they're gonna show like a weird like in the back of the guy's like head, like a carved jack o' lantern thing. And they didn't. It was just a severed head, and that was it. And like, even at the very end of the movie, when that same principal uh, has a broken leg, in air quotes, like it didn't look real at all. It looked pretty fake you know like it was fine like even when um at the beginning was it at the beginning or did they circle back at the end when the guy comes out to check on his wife slash his wife because the wedding rings on the hand like the severed hand is hanging from the tree it looks like any other severed hand like i never thought it was overly gory okay they they didn't pull their punches as much as like lost boys like where when the vampires attacked, like, it was just people getting dragged away. Like, there's blood and there's guts, but it isn't blood and guts for blood and guts. I, I feel like it's nothing worse than you would see if you walk through, like, a spirit Halloween store. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the fun of the movie. Like, it I don't was, know what the budget for this was, but it does... See- it does seem to be more like done as labor of love, like. And there, we did you, Chris? Did you see they're talking about making movie. a and sequel? I, right? I think the movie shows that. <clears throat> yeah, which I, I'm all for it. Um, I do like because at, at first I didn't know what the movie was going to be. I didn't realize it was an anthology, and for me, like the real joy of it was seeing those stories kind of cross over. Where you see, like the couple walking down the street during the parade, and, like. You know, you have the the girl dressed like the robot, and she's just over everything. And then, like um, later on, we're like the zombie kids are there to, to kill the bus driver. Like 
you see the bus go by earlier on, like in the beginning of the movie. I think there's just a lot of fun stuff that if you're paying attention to, you're like, oh, oh, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the movie has the line in it. It's like, oh, God, I can't remember. But it's like, would the, the kids that are trick-or-treating go to like the teacher's house? They're like, oh, I saw, I saw the gym coach, <laughs> but fucking so on. He was dressed like a hot dog. Like... That's so weird, fun movie. Uh, so the one weird person that's way too old lady is dressed like a slutty cat is like drinking and having an orgy for Halloween. Uh, the the story that got me the most was like the the werewolf one at the end. I didn't mm-hmm. didn't expect that. I was expecting vampires yeah. because you know the, it was leading with the vampire, and then it turned out that who you thought was a vampire is actually well, just murdering people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, the... the, the uh, yeah, so that's great. Also, Anna Paquin. Look, but look. I would vote Because you ben didn't Elsie. watch it. <laughs> no. I no, I think you should. Don't, I did. Don't. I had to for this. Yeah, you should. <laughs> hey. You know what? Do I your will. homework. I will. <laughs> all right, so how are we doing this again? Who goes next? I always said that I wasn't going to rewatch any movies until I got through all of them, and I didn't get up through all of them. Yeah, I'll Is go again. John, and, like the, yeah. John, do you want to go again? Uh, so then my picks are going to be uh, John Carpenter's The Thing with um, uh, Cameron's Aliens, the Alien 2. So The Thing is... Um, a Antarctic group of scientists uh, come across, I'll just say, come across a alien species that can replicate a host, taking on their character so much so that the person doesn't even know that they are the alien. Uh, and <clears throat> This thing starts taking over people, taking over animals, and these group of men figure out that it is one of them, and how turns out to be multiple of them, uh, and how they need to stop it, because if this thing gets to the real world, it could just take over everything, and everybody will be gone. Uh, And you are left with two men at the end of it one who you are set to believe is human and one who you are don't you don't know but people have broken it down so much that they believe that Childs is an alien at the end of it Uh, and then you have aliens Ripley forced to come back to the planet where they originally picked up the alien is now a facility where they are trying to bring oxygen onto the planet and mine that planet. And when she tells them that there's this spaceship there, they send people to go look, collect an alien specimen, and then the entire place is taken over by aliens and this group of badass marines are absolutely destroyed. And it's up to Ripley 
to continue to save people. Uh, and Ripley is one of my favorite movie heroines. Like, she is just a badass woman. Right? I tried to name... Uh, uh, I tried to have, for our next child, uh, Ripley, uh, to be to be her name. Uh, didn't... Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't believe it or not. Uh, not gonna happen. Um... I like that joke. Um, that was a good one. But both of these movies are kind of this group whittled down. How are they going to survive? Kind of a thing. Um, I absolutely love both of these movies. I think they're both excellent films. I think Aliens is t- so different than Alien. I think Aliens was also the last really good yes Alien movie. Uh, yeah. I, there's things that I do enjoy. There are really interesting things in Aliens Three, in Aliens, um, where they Ripley's a clone who has Alien. Res, is it? Yeah, Resurrection. That's resurrection, right? Um, the Alien versus Predator movies I don't count uh, because I think they're awful. Yeah, Prometheus is. Not great, I never and saw then that. the sequel to that I never got around to because I just didn't want to. Um, yeah, like I, and like when I was a teenager, I read not alien novels. Um, I had a bunch of them. I really enjoyed that world. Um, but yeah, so those. Yeah, I remember you had a lot of like. Yeah, that's because I just like. I like to walls. masturbate to weird stuff. Stared at it for hours. I like weird cone nipples. No wonder Aliens makes you liked it so much because yeah. everything's covered in that like weird slime. So H.R. Geiger covered in Boom. weird slime works works well. Boom. Boom. Um. All right, Paul. I'm gonna go first. Yeah. I hated the thing. Really. Have, have I, you seen it before? No. Okay. And I watched this Cause I, about a month ago now. Because I found it at the library. You guys remember the text messages I was sending? I think I found it. Uh, found a, a DVD of The Lost Boys. <laughs> Wasn't the same movie. Um, but this... Paul, Paul, the thing has Goliath in it, though. From Gargoyles. Yeah, he's Trials. Does it? Oh, didn't, didn't recognize him. Did that he's sway thinner. you? He's a well, he's also thinner. not a guard. It's also like he's he's not nineteen eighty. <laughs> he was just a nope. He's what a seventy year old man should look like. Yeah, but he's also like Is the he? last season of Community. I think I don't remember if it was the last one or if it was the one. He was in a great the, movie the called Men at Work with Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen, where they played garbage men. It's not a great movie. Ooh. Yes. Do they? Play no, I brothers? think they're just roommate partners. I don't. Know. Okay, that's fine. They never specify. I don't think. Okay. Like hmm. he's getting back. He's a, oh, sorry. I, I like Keith Davis a lot. Doctor Facilier and Princess and the oh, Frog. Yeah. Dude's got a great voice. Solid. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the thing. The, oh, he was in the cape remember? too. Do you remember the yes. NBC show the cape? That's that's yeah. why that's why I was like, 
He was in uh, They Live, too, another John Carpenter movie. With Roddy Roddy Piper. True. He also, he was also, uh, he's also a voice. A lot of voice stuff. Anyways, Paul, you were saying you don't like the thing because. Because, remember how I was saying Trick or Treat doesn't have a gross, gross out, just gore for gore's sake. And those special effects hold up from 1982. Yeah, that's... It's all practical, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Like like the spider thing and walks around? That is amazing. It looks so good. Like... It looks so good. It's amazing. But it's so oh, gross. Man, the guy's chest opens it. up with teeth I don't like it. and bites yeah. the doctor's arms off. It's great. Mm-hmm. For 1982. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's a great effects. I just, I'm not there for it. I'm just full nope. I'm full like, nope. Don't want it. Don't I, like it. And also, what annoyed me about this movie is, you know me, John. I like a good, a, a good board game where you're just being like, no, you're the spy. And this is why I know you're the spy. You're the spy because this, 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 this. And the thing, it seemed like it was setting up to be like, hey, we're going to get in the locked room, and I'm going to deduce why you are the traitor. And then it turns out to be like, no, I, I screw it. I don't know who anybody is. I'm going to stick a hot pokey thing inside the into a, thing, a petri yeah. dish of blood. And that's how we're going to figure it out. And the guy's not even ready for it. He's not even ready. His flamethrower goes out when he tension. finally finds somebody. It's movie and tension. Like, yeah. No. I, because it was. I remember seeing this movie when I was probably way too young to see it. And I was trying to do some research right now because I think this might be the first Kurt Russell movie I ever saw. But I don't remember when I saw The Fox mm. and the Hound because he was the voice of. The uh, copper in that. I don't think I've ever seen. Fox yeah, you would hate it, Paul. That's sad. I'd give you emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate emotions. Yeah, I don't like the thing. So I'm going to pick aliens because that seems like more fun. Because it's a bunch of more yeah, like when they they sh- like they shoes they killed, use their gun too close to the alien and then it sprays acid and melts their face and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's too bad that you didn't watch because the movie the thing took... to give you, like, an actual... I know. Yeah, the one. I didn't watch the one. It's going up against Monster Squad, and it's going to lose. So don't worry, John. <laughs> wow. Picking Monster Squad. Um, I wanted to put Hocus po- or, uh uh, practical magic on my thing and it got bo- vetoed. So I'm vetoing one on my list and I vetoed the aliens. It's after watching the thing and I'm like, I'm gonna have to sit in- through another one of those. Hmm. I'll try. Maybe maybe I'll find some time. No, it's two hours of that. I oh, think I don't know. I think the uh, thing is a great like survival horror movie. Um, but back to my previous question, I. For you, John, why aliens over alien? Um, I think aliens gives us one of the most iconic Ripley moments, though. Yeah, get away the, from the, you the loader bitch. suit. So, I I'm going to be difficult 
and say the thing though because practical effects 1982 uh, it does it does look amazing. amazing it holds up i have the blu-ray and the blu-ray like still looks still looks great mm-hmm. <laughs> i rented the blu-ray from the library it was good <laughs> it was really um, gross i did not like seeing everything that i could see i i really love both of these movies the thing is probably one of my favorite movies and i would say it is probably one of the best sci-fi movies uh it'd probably be up there is one of my number one maybe number three somewhere in there but aliens also falls under that uh i really like aliens how everything goes how the marines go into big swinging dick think they're gonna just walk all over this all of them are destroyed. It's this I w- like disgraced lo- space lieutenant who has to take over everything, driving the ship away, saving everyone, gets everyone into <clears throat> back into this thing, helps set up all the guns as a defense, and then you have these moments, these really great moments of tension, Paul, that are probably your favorite of like, they set up these turrets and it's like, they're just what you're watching the bullet count go down knowing that there is this endless amount of aliens coming at them and you're watching it go down go down go down go down go down and then they're like they're in the room they're they're in the room with us where are they where are they and they're below the they're below the floors they're pulling people down from the floors did you ever play no. the Colonial Marines game? I think it came out. I think it came out actually when yeah. I was working at GameStop, so like ten years ago now. But I think it was supposed to be pretty decent, like spooky. There's another Alien movie or Alien video game that you're basically new. There's a one that just came you're out just recently like that you're the survive. you're like you're like the Marines. I think it's like three people or four people the Marine, and then one person plays as the alien to take them out, kind of a thing. They did the same thing with Predator, I think. But the tension that's built throughout that, and then you have the weasel, the weasel guy who actually lets one of the face huggers off, trying to get Ripley impregnated with it. Like, oh. there's back. Yeah, he's the backstabber creep oh, guy. Sir. He's my favorite um, character. <laughs> uh, you have all these things happening, and Look. then at the end, Bishop who. Ripley hates because it's an alien turns out to be the most heroic character in it like all that stuff like I I have to give it to to aliens in this uh, as much as I've probably seen um, the thing way more aliens I just think is I think because of the action, it's just a little bit more of a great thing, and the intensity in it is um, just great. I, I will sit down and watch the full. <laughs> I did watch a couple recaps. Well, I fucking hate you with recaps and like reading the <laughs> yes. wikis and like just listening to what people say about it and then regurgitating it yeah. as if you had seen something. It's something that you've done my, almost my entire 
our entire I, relationship. I love yeah, it, but I also yeah. at the same time like fucking Paul. Like, <laughs> yes, you have. Do I ever try to sell it off? You that like, I especially like when though? Chris and I, I would talk about Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, blah 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 blah," and then you'd be like, "Oh, did you watch it? No." No. See, well, okay, you come see, clean that's what when I mean. we like, ask I've always you. come, like, said that I haven't but, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to be a part of the group and part of the conversation. No. no. And then, like, oh, Paul, have you seen it? No. Oh, hi. Paul, Paul, how do you know this? Did you read the wiki? No. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? Read the wiki. Yeah. <laughs> read the wiki. <laughs> I came right clean, and I said right at the front. Uh, but you know what? Two movies I did see, and I have seen multiple times now: uh, Young Frankenstein and Hocus Pocus. I have not seen Young Frankenstein in the last like three years, but Hocus Pocus, of course, has reseen uh, twice now this past uh, spooky season, and I'll be seeing probably again before Halloween's over. Because there's Hocus Pocus 2. Chris, you need to put a little more. Have you watched Hocus Pocus 2 yet? Mm, I feel like that's a good amount of syrup. take a taste. I think you need more. But Hocus Pocus 2 recently came out. That's not on the list because we made up this list before Hocus Pocus 2 came out. But also, even even at that point, I don't don't know if it would make the the jump up. It wouldn't make the list over the original. Uh, Young Frankenstein. Um, Mel Burke's classic a send up of the uh, horror movie of the Frankenstein uh, movie and who, who wrote who all wrote it black and Paul. white Gene Wilder Gene Wilder Gene Wilder wrote it Gene Wilder wrote it nice nice I just watched the movie uh, Hocus Pocus Bette Midler Sarah Jessica Parker uh, Kathy and Jimmy as three witches that are brought back to life in modern, well, 30 modern, years ago, Salem. Modern day Salem, 1992, 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Halloween to uh, come back for one night to try to uh, steal the lives of children before the dawn and their spell that brought them back to life dissipates and destroys them. Um, I know my vote on this. I, I'm going to keep quiet because it's up to you guys. What, what do you guys think? Um, um, Young Frankenstein is one of those movies I don't think I appreciated when I had first seen it as a kid. Um, but in my adolescence and adulthood, seeing that movie now, I realized what a gift it was. Um, a couple months ago, Yanni and I were at 1010 Brewing here in Orlando and the bartender that was working that night had Young Frankenstein playing on the screen. And it was one of those things, like, we were just sitting there watching it. Like, it's it's so engrossing. It's so engaging. Like, it's, it's just such a fun movie. Like, and it's very Mel Brooks. Like, you just let it happen. And <laughs> you're, you're yeah. there for it. Uh, I... I love Young Frankenstein. I, um, <clears throat> like I said, I have, <laughs> Too much I sir. have, um, I, I have 
a, a picture of the painting of Frankenstein framed hanging on my wall. It hung in my in our dining room at our old house. It's up in my bedroom. It was on the mantle of our fireplace here at the new house for years or for a year uh, until we just put it up in our bedroom. I love Young Frankenstein. I think there's so many great lines out of that that I still say. Um, Come here, your little zipper neck. Uh, Abby Normal, I ain't got no body. All those things uh, are just fantastic. (laughs) And even just the putting on the Ritz scene where he's doing the whole thing and then he's like... Like, it's just so great. Um, no, I like my pick is as much as I do love and enjoy um, Hocus Pocus, thank you. I, I have Focus. to throw it to Young Frankenstein. It's just so good. It's such a great send up of the horror genre of Frankenstein and those movies. Um, it's just fantastic. This just proves that I did not know how to set up my own bracket because obviously I'm Frankenstein is going to move on. I, it was hmm. my move. I, I should have put uh, the Mummy versus uh, Hocus Pocus, and and then the Scream versus Young Frankenstein. But that'll be the, my next matchup. Well, so. I I will be the the lone voice for Hocus Pocus. No, you already he just talked about it. No, I did. I talked about it. Oh, I thought you no, talked about I talked it about to John it. because he talked about it. No, okay, I thought we were going to talk about the movies. Okay. I'm picking Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is my Halloween movie to end all Halloween movies. I, okay. I'm going to turn my camera to look at my wall because I have the Sanderson Witch Museum on my wall. I also have the map of Salem there. I have a picture of Binks that says you can turn me into one of those fat, useless contented house cats, aren't you? Um, Hocus Pocus is my jam. I absolutely love this movie. It was my Halloween watch it every year movie before I knew I had to have Halloween watch it every year movies. And I think Hocus Pocus 2 coming out is just going to solidify it even more because as much as I Love Hocus Pocus. It was nice having two. Um, Paul, I look forward to hearing your review of it after you check out the sequel. Um, I've, I've seen oh, it. I, thought, I thought you said you didn't watch it. I'm sorry. I haven't no, seen I, it. I mean, the two's never going to be two's never going to be the one no, that I watch. Like as my like, yes, it's Halloween. I need to check this out. But after how after Hocus Pocus is over, yeah, Hocus Pocus two starts auto playing. I'm there for it. I think it was a lot of fun. I think it was a worthwhile sequel like 20 years after the original one came out. Hocus Pocus is just so fun though. Like I don't I don't I can't I can't pick anything over Hocus Pocus. I think if any of these other movies went up against Hocus Pocus, they would lose out for me. I'm just sad that none of the original cast was back besides the same. Those kids didn't seasons. continue acting. I would love that. Well, Billy. Billy's back. Who? Well, Billy, yeah, Billy's back, Doug Jones. But yeah, um, Max, 
uh, Danny, Allison, like, they're not back. But they are in the sequel novel. Because the sequel novel takes place, again, in the future when the Sanderson sisters come back. But it's actually um, Max and Allison's kids that are fighting against them. Which I'm surprised they didn't go that route. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm kind of happy that they didn't because it seems too lazy of a legacy sequel to do like, oh, it's their kids. Because it's... then, like, if it's their kids, like, why wouldn't the parents just set up, step up, and just do it? Yeah, I get that. And take care of it. Maybe because they, they know how to know do it. Now. The like, they're like, hold on, we got this. I get it. It's fine. I'm not going to nitpick. It's it's, it's a funny read it. I didn't read the book, but I watched the movie. Uh, alright, so there we go. Uh, Chris. It's Young Frankenstein's moving on. Uh, Chris, Gravity Falls, Summerween, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so Gravity Falls is one of my all-time favorite cartoons. It's the right amount of weird, right amount of comedy, and right amount of wholesome, like, familyness uh, in every single episode. And I think the Summerween episode is a great showcase of that. Talked about it earlier. Uh, the entire series takes place over summer vacation. They wanted to do a Halloween episode, so they made up a holiday, Summerween, where you write your, uh, let your jack-o'-melons, uh, instead of a jack-o'-lantern, it's a watermelon with a face cut into it, uh, and you go trick-or-treating with your friends in the middle of summer. Uh Story focuses on Mabel and Dipper Pines, who have to collect 500 pieces of candy. Otherwise, the Summerween trickster is going to eat them alive, uh, as he <laughs> demonstrates a young Gordy, just a weird little kid that gets eaten. Um, there's just such a sense of fun to this show. And if you've never watched it before, a lot of stuff kind of comes back, and it might not have an overarching premises from like episode one to the final but they do find a way to like weave things back into it a plus show writing highly recommend it uh and then nightmare before christmas i i don't know what to say about this if you've existed since 1994 when it came out you know all about this uh it's pretty much a requisite to watch this at either Halloween or Christmas time because it spans that gap. Uh, Tim Burton, Danny Elfman coming together, doing what they do. Chris Sarandon as uh, Jack the Pumpkin King over his role as the head of Halloween. Want something different. They seek to take over Christmas next. A lot of fun. Uh, guys, so your thoughts? I've never been a super fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. We did the Nightmare Before Christmas as a movie fix, probably in our first year of this podcast, because I know because Scott was on the Scott was on the episode. Uh, I think we all sat down, we all watched it together, <clears throat> and then recorded the podcast for it. I've never been a fan of it. Even I saw it in the theater, and like even at the end, like towards the end, I was like, "Oh my god, this movie will never end." I have found a new appreciation for this watching it with my son 
and singing the songs with him. Uh, it's been one of those things. My son loves Halloween, which I love Halloween. My mom, my mom goes so crazy decorating for Halloween. She has as many Halloween decorations as she does like Christmas decorations. Like she goes all out. She loves Halloween. I love Halloween. And my son is beginning to love Halloween and not just the candy. Like my son is obsessed with werewolves. Like we have to wear it, watch werewolves videos all the time. He just loves monsters. No. He Has doesn't. he watched werewolf fur uh, <laughs> Um Get him on it. scary. Spooky uh, scary. He, he really enjoys Nightmare Before Christmas, which makes me really enjoy it. I enjoy sitting down and watching that with him. His new thing, though, is he's totally hooked on Frankenweenie, which is another uh, claymation um, Tim Burton movie. But my vote will go to Nightmare Before Christmas because of that. I do. Chris recommended Gravity Falls. I've watched most of it, and I really like it. I think it's a great show. I think the Halloween episode is a lot of fun. Um, But if I was going to pick a TV show's Halloween special, it would be Pete and Pete's Halloween-y. But there's... Because, one... Why didn't you pick it for this? I figured people could watch if they were going to watch stuff. You could have given me Monster Squad. <laughs> that's your own crazy bullshit, man. That's you being half drunk in a stupor. Uh, yeah. But Gravity Falls, I really like. Uh, but my pick is going to be Nightmare Before Christmas. Paul, have you watched Gravity Falls before? Okay. No, this is my first uh, taste of Gravity Falls. And uh, I have to say... Watching it, I'm like, okay, which it is like, wow, this is for kids? Like, there is some creepy stuff and some really adult well, jokes for adults. And- uh, Gr- Grunkle Stan's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> when, like, mm-hmm. uh, Mabel introduces her friends and, like, they meet Grenda, and he's like, oh, what's wrong with your voice? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <But>, dude. Um,. <laughs> uh, no, I enjoyed the my my first taste of Gravity Falls summer uh, with Summerween. I will have to say my knock against Night- Nightmare Before Christmas is it's right in the title. It's Christmas. It's it's like this is the movie you don't you don't watch this to get psyched for Halloween. This is the guy who picked the mummy. Watch this movie to get psyched for Christmas. You watch this. You you, yeah. you, you watch it for both, and that's why that's why I no. picked it. The, the reason why you guys knocked the mummy is the reason I'm going to knock Nightmare Before Christmas. It's it's not it doesn't get me in the mood for Halloween. It gets me more. It's it's something to watch like November first through okay. Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving you get, kind of then go on to full Christmas mode. Like I'm not going to watch this September through October, even though we just did. Because Kate's like, well, what's on the list? And then she picked Nightmare Before Christmas and not Aliens. 
because I had her watch the thing with me, and she's like, <laughs> I don't want to watch any of the movies John picked. And I'm like, okay, I'll find the time to watch them alone, I guess. I didn't watch them. <laughs> I didn't find the time to watch them. Uh, so I'm sorry again, John. Sorry again. But, uh, yeah, so Gravity Files Summerween, <laughs> which I watched with Kate. She was not a fan of that either. Uh, but... Let me tell you, it's going to be tough if uh, Gravity Falls Summerween moves on versus Trick or Treat, because it's basically the same kind of like theme, which is like, hey, you better respect Halloween, otherwise a monster's going to come and eat you. Or kill you. Either way. Either way. Um, my, I do enjoy Nightmare Before Christmas more than my other pick for this with Van Helsing. Um, again, it is something that we do watch every year, and then we watch it again for Christmas time. But for me, I think I enjoy the soundtrack more because there's definite points in this movie where it feels a little bit of a slog to get through. Like, the scenes with Sally, like, poisoning the doctor, like, Jack being sad in the cemetery, like, a lot of that, I... It takes me out. Those are the times where I get up and go to the bathroom, get a snack, get another beer. Um, But Gravity Falls, again, one of my all-time favorite cartoons. And I love the fact that they tried to find a way to shoehorn in a Halloween episode for a summertime show. Uh, And they made it work. And this is definitely something that I go back to and watch. And if you haven't checked it out yet... Like I sent you guys in the text the other night. Over the it's garden the one where wall. they're kind of like they're like the, the gnomes in the cloak, um, and then they get into the house kind of a thing. They're in that house. Um, <clears throat> it, it's Cartoon Network. It's only ten episodes, and it's like a mini series. So each of the episodes is maybe only ten or fifteen minutes long. But yes, it's two brothers trying to find a way home that kind of get wrapped up into something bigger. Um, Elijah Wood actually plays the older brother. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's also in it, too. It's a lot of fun. That's also going to be on my Halloween watch list because episode number two is very Halloween-themed. But that might be for next year. But yeah, I'm going to be tired really? obviously. I'm going Gravity Falls. Uh, yeah, I again, I, I love this show, and I think it's a fun... Halloween episode that, you know, again, teaches us the reason for the season. Respect your candy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, I saw you pe- poured yourself another I did, and I, I poured something else in it. finished my beer. <laughs> uh, so what, what, how did you ruin your pour? All right, so. What did he do? Again, if you listen to the last episode, 496, I'm a little bit behind the times because I did not have the warlock that you guys had had. Um, John, you tried to hand wave it away. Like, eh, you've had warlock before. You don't need to have it again. Um, I see warlock. I'm going to buy warlock. That's just the kind of man I am. It's the reason for the season, guys. Um I was not able to find the Backwoods Bastard French Toast variant that John had. So I had an idea. I took my Warlock, 
the Imperial Pumpkin Stout from Southern Tier Brewing, and I added some maple uh, syrup. You should put it. a uh, shout out of bourbon right? in there. Oh, rye would work. I only have rye right now. Rye will work. <laughs> you don't need it. I'm down to this. You got much. a busy. You got a busy day tomorrow, bud. So I mixed it in originally, and I was like, okay. It still mostly tastes like Warlock. I'm going to add some more in. I added more maple syrup, and good God, is it syrupy. I'm just getting that maple sweet now. It's completely obliterating all the pumpkin. I still get a little bit of like the stop smokiness on the back, so I'm not mad at that. But if I was to put any whiskey in this, it would probably just taste like whiskey at that point. Um I still have two more bottles of Warlock, so I'm not sweating. And it hasn't stopped you from the abomination drinking. that I have created. It's, it's no, I'm, obviously it's Warlock. I'm going to drink. Uh, it. And Paul, what did you what did you open up? Uh, also from Big Ditch, or oh wait, nope, nope, another local brewery here in New York, uh, Big Ditch Breweries, Cinnamon Apple Amber Ale. Uh, this has a big pop of like. A really fresh cinnamon. It's not like a spicy cinnamon. It's that more herbal. If I is that the correct terminology for it? Uh, cinnamon, and then it just kind of like just like the um, chai uh, cider, kind of like eases into that apple flavor uh, with an amber ale. So it's not tart. It's not refreshing. It's it's just uh, a nice like light. Beer flavor at the end. Uh, I enjoy this. It's, I think, a really nice fall bonfire night kind of beer. And I usually will be good for picking up one to two of these six packs throughout the uh, fall season. So, um, yeah, big ditch. Cinnamon apple. Decent. Right, John? I, we got- whenever I do get up to Buffalo again, which I'm hoping is sometime within the next couple months. I definitely want to go back to Big Ditch because I feel like last time I was there, they were still kind of getting their feet under them. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely enjoyed Hayburner, but I can't tell you much else that I had when we were were there. Like, that's the beer that kind of sticks in my mind the most. Yeah, that's true for most people. So you're, you're not alone. But now I'm drinking Winchester's. Kentucky Rye. Um, it's fine. This is just something to get me through. It's All like right, $20 so, uh, for the bottle. Chris, let's just circle on back. Nice. Do we want to do Do we want to do Gravity Falls versus so, Trick or Treat? Yeah, how do we do this now, Paul? Or do we want to do Gravity Falls versus, like, your... Yes. Versus Fra- Young Frankenstein? We're, we're, each of us are coming up with one. I don't know. You, I get into. I was going to make an actual ball, right? bracket. Like, well, John, and then it's your baby. Condense them it's down. Your You're the one that said we're going to break down our things. So, yeah, I was doing the same thing. Like, I just I had all of our okay. picks, so I didn't know if it was going to be like Monster Squad versus Scream or how we were doing it okay. from that point out. We can do that. Go ahead. You are the bracket king. Um, I don't... You I'm are the, the bracket, bracket boy king. of the... You ba- are! Board, board boys. What? You, I you suggested like, something at the very beginning of the I was like, oh, okay. Because you're the bracket boy. You're the bracket boy. 
You're the bracket boy. No, uh, okay. But if you want to do it, it sounds like you want Okay, let's do it. Chris, you, you got the bracket written in yeah. front of you? Let's do it your uh, way, because that's what John the to first, do. The, it's his baby. The first two matchups we had, it was Lost Boys versus Monster Squad. Monster Squad moved on. Uh, and then next mm-hmm. was The Mummy versus Scream, which Scream moved on. So this would be Monster Squad versus Scream. Ooh. A new classic. I think this has more cultural <laughs> relevance. I did not like me saying this, that term. Cultural relevance. I, I, I just don't know which one you're talking about. Is it Scream or Monster Squad? <laughs> yeah, it would be Scream versus Monster Squad. Because, you know, Scream is a franchise that is still go- an ongoing concern. It's still going. But this doesn't um, need to be what, like, proved it's worth the most. It's This isn't us list. This is, uh, hey, you're sitting down, you're... You're going yeah, to your you're him. going to your shelf. You're pulling the like the movies off. Which, which mm-hmm. one are you grabbing? Like Paul, yeah, it, this I, is, I come I'm over and I'm saying, hey, I'm pulling Monster <clears throat> Squad. I'm pulling Scream off the shelf. Which one do you want to watch for no, Halloween? No, it's it's no. This is what it is. It's John comes over to your place. I come over to your place. I brought Scream. John brought Monster Squad. I'm trying to yeah, convince you to that's put what this part is. Scream in your DVD player. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 401k. 4k. Yeah. 401k. This is when we pitch a player. What is it? My 401k uh, 401k player is This is fidelity. this is us pitching those movies to you. Now, cuz you're going to mm-hmm. quote unquote would be the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with Scream, we're going to have a fun ride. Where we get to watch an actual, like, whodunit plus slasher film. Plus, we get to reminisce and think about all the other horror movies that have happened. Because it's all tied into this one movie. And we get to see the iconic uh, ghost ghost face killer. Which is never named in the movie. But, you know, it, it's there. Yeah. It's happening. For iconic characters, right? watch Scream. <laughs> no, 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 not iconic ooh, characters. We get ooh, we get multiple ooh, iconic very characters iconic. in Monster Squad, though. Mm. But, mm. And also, Monster Squad was such a good one-shot thing that With, people didn't feel like they needed to do a cash grab and just keep making these movies. Uh, some not for the better uh, in the Scream situation. When. I, I oh, they were Monster Squad was made today. I'm surprised they haven't made a Monster Squad to two now it. because that seems to be what they're doing now. Um, I think Monster Squad. I think you have something that Monster Squad is a fun family film. Kids going up against monsters. You had kids going on an adventure with Goonies. You had kids going to space with. Uh, Oh, what's that one with, uh, I can't think of it. No, but in that realm, you have those kids going up against X. And this is great. Uh, You have wives going to the moon Uh, and the honeymooners. Spousal abuse. Spousal abuse. Mm -hmm. He threatens it. No, no, he never does it. 
There's, he just like uh, oh, yeah. there's times they're not. Uh, okay, uh, but you ha- one of these days you have days those classic monster, mo- those movie monsters <laughs> that all one look great. Creature from the back, Black Lagoon looks great. The Mummy looks really good. Uh, Wolfman looks really good, especially the transformation that happens in the movie. Dracula's Dracula. It's the classic widow peak, white suit, medallion, cape Dracula. He's got that cool fucking walking stick with the cables to to bring Frankenstein back. And you got Frankenstein befriending a bunch of kids. And uh, the little girl throwing the stuffed animal to Frankenstein as he's being pulled into the black hole after saving the kids. Uh, all that stuff is great. And I do have to say, Scream is a fantastic movie. It is a meta version coming from one of the great horror masters. Uh, it's great. But if it is that thing of when I, like you said, Chris, like walking to the DVD rack, I never own Scream. It's not one that after I've watched it and I've appreciated it, it's not one that I constantly go back to ever. I've probably seen it maybe two or three times in the 20 years longer that it's been out. Monster Squad, every five years, every six years, it's one of those things like, oh yeah, I'm waiting for the moment where my I feel like my son is old enough to sit down and watch Monster Squad with him. I'm not worrying or caring about when I sit down and watch Scream with him. All right, Chris, you heard the arguments. What's your voice? What's your vote? I'm looking for a Halloween movie, and it's it's going to be Monster Squad. Th- right. This, I mean, Halloween's coming up again. We're recording this like a week and a half before Monster Squad is going to be something that we sit down and watch again. I think John's looking for it's the like a moth bee. I got a bee in here or something. <laughs> All right, Chris is the keeper of the bracket. What's next up? Uh, our next matchup is actually going to be Trick or Treat versus Aliens. Ooh. <clears throat> I am the. You will be the tiebreaker because John obviously had aliens. I had trick or treat. I really went into in depth with uh, aliens arguments Mm -hmm. for before. Yeah, you did. I have to say, I think trick or treat is going to be more Halloween. It is. It's Halloween. It is like like holy. You better celebrate Halloween, otherwise you will get it. Versus aliens, which is. A cool sci-fi romp with I, uh, crazy. I would one hundred percent say percent agree yeah. with the fact that Trick or Treat is the better quote unquote Halloween movie for a horror sci-fi action movie. I think Aliens takes it, but if you're looking for a fun movie to watch during yeah. Halloween, it's Trick or Treat. I. I, I had a I had a great time sitting down so and watching both of them, but one got me into the Halloween spirit, and one is just a great movie. I'm going to say this, Chris, uh, John, and this we might it, it might end the podcast forever. Uh, 
But knowing what I know about aliens, I think if you were to bring over aliens and Starship Troopers, I'd be. I, I probably would too. I probably would Starship too. Troopers would be the f- better thing to watch. Okay, okay. With you, I know the audience. I know what I would do. If you said, oh, I got the thing, and Kate and I are going to sit down and watch it, I would have said, no, you don't watch that with Kate. I didn't know that you had been like, oh, let's watch this. Oh, you <coughs> have this list. Let's if watch I knew I had to together. pick my let's list to the couple who was going to be watching these, it would have been a very different list. Okay. All right. I, I know. I, still I just. Don't I understand think. The, why you think I, I would again. The thing. I didn't pick it okay. for fucking you. I picked it as great horror movies to watch. Okay, I just said you... if I knew that I had to pick movies for you specifically, Paul, to watch during the Halloween season, it wouldn't have been those. Our deal for this was mm-hmm. to pick. Horror movies, okay. scary movies, things like that that we like to watch for the Halloween season. I wasn't gearing it for you. Yeah. If I was, I would have picked different movies. Okay. Because before that, yeah, the couple of you and your if wife. You were gearing it towards the couple. Oh. My pick is trick or treat. All right. Okay, Paul? Yeah, okay. trick or treat. So my question for you, because we didn't talk about this in the initial discussion. Uh, Paul, John, do you guys remember the Halloween rules that you were taught during trick or treat? Uh, can't let a pumpkin go out? No, you can let a pumpkin go out. Uh, you can't blow it out. You can't blow it out. Okay. I'll give you that one. I, I pulled uh, them up because I remembered most of them. And there's, guess there's one I forgot. always have treats for trick-or-treaters. Always give out treats. Decorate the house for... Because the pumpkins all appear at the, guy, the weird guy's house. Or the at the family guy's house. Um, check your candy. John? Always check your candy. Check your candy. It's a big one. <laughs> could be poison. Could have How many are there? Four? There's one more. Mm. Always know your there's dealer? Four. There's one more. Ah. No, it's actually you got to know when to hold them. Know when to hold them. No, this is something about your, like, dating? Uh, always wear a costume. Always wear a costume. Yeah, th- those are the rules of Halloween. And if you don't follow them, uh, Sam's going to come after you. I don't know if it's clear in the movie, but Sam's a little demon that's very protective of Halloween. It's not very clear because I don't even think it gets a name on the closed captions. It doesn't really talk. I think he just mostly like... All right, next lineup, Chris. Grumbles around, yeah. Next one is going to be Young Frankenstein versus Gravity Falls. Come on. Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks classic. Hey, did you know it was written by Gene Wilder? <laughs> it's... It's a full movie. It's a great send-up of the classic Universal Frankenstein story. Uh, Madeline Kahn is great in it. 
Not the face. Not the face. I was going to make quotable lines. We've uncredited role by Gene Heck. I mean, if we were picking great send-ups, I would have had Dracula dead loving it on the list, obviously. <laughs> Anything before that. Well, that's Walk because like he would want to follow any of others' footsteps. Uh, anytime my son says werewolves, like, oh, werewolf, I always go, knockers. werewolves. Uh, yeah, werewolf. no, I mean, I, as much as I do enjoy Gravity Falls, it's going to be Young Frankenstein. I mean, obviously Gravity Falls is going to be my pick. It's it's a Halloween special. So, Paul, you're the tiebreaker. No, no. we uh, Young Frankenstein, you were the tiebreaker. Uh, no, John was the tiebreaker on that one. So, Well, how does it work so, now? Yeah. Because we have three left. Monster Squad, well, Trick or Treat, Young Frankenstein. What uh, three movies walk in and one movie walks out? I guess, like, unless we want to give Monster Squad the buy because sure. John, it's John's baby. Yeah, that's fine. It's trick or treat versus Young Frankenstein. Hey, John, what do you want to do? Okay, so so Young Young Frankenstein versus Trick or Treat. Okay. Like I said, I don't feel like it's Halloween unless I'm watching Young Frankenstein at least the day of Halloween or the night before Halloween. Usually with my friend Eric um, it's just such a fun wasn't it an Academy Award winning movie Paul's just making up facts now I don't know about <laughs> Did it win an Academy Award it's not just me thinking it's a I great don't think movie, it won any I awards think, I think it's I think I don't know what's really awful is when you do a search for young great uh, young Frankenstein comes up second to Young Sheldon. Oof. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, obviously, my picks can be tricky. It was nominated for. It was nominated for two. Oscars. I, don't, I don't have a Young Frankenstein action. Mm. I I don't have a Young Frankenstein action figure on my spooky shelf though. Do have is that a NECA? A lot of glare. A lot of glare. A lot of glare. It didn't win. It is. I they make good that. toys. It is. They do make good toys. It's, it's a little Sam, for those of you listening. Uh, he's got one, two, three, four, five different heads. Technically six, because that one's got fire coming out. He's got his little treat sack. I think that's the one that goes to the side, right? You put it on the side. He's got like the lollipop that head. he stabs people with. He's got the candy bar that's got, like, the shiv in it. I don't know. Trigger Feet's my pick, obviously. Because John's going to be the... Yeah, Young Frankenstein, though, won the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation in 1975. Won the Nebula Award for Best Script, written by Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder. Saturn Award for Best Director. And also Saturn Award for Best Set Decoration. It also won the award for Paul trying to look stuff up. I really enjoy Trick or Treat. I think it is something that should be watched around Halloween. It just, it capitalizes everything. It's Trick or Treat. Everything about it is Halloween. If I were to pick which movie I would want to watch, I would... Also... I, I did not know this until just now because I looked it up too. Um, it's also 
it was direct to video. It was never released in theaters until this past year um, when it came out for the first time. I, I'm going to have to go with Young Frankenstein. Like, it's, I, it's, it's such a tough one, but ah, there's, I have so many years and so much love for Young Frankenstein. As much as I do like Trick or Treat, I've only watched Trick or Treat three times, maybe. And one of them was because you picked it for this. So, of course, I watched it because I watched everything that everybody picked. Um, But uh, (laughs) even my own films, I I watched those. Uh, Except for The Thing. I've seen The Thing enough. Um, but yeah, it's gotta be Young Frankenstein. Trick or Treat is something I do think you should watch, but I've, I've watched, I've seen it. It's not something I want to go back to where Young Frankenstein is. Yeah. Out of all the movies on this list that I haven't seen before, I'm happiest that I've seen Trick or Treat. And probably So what, what did Kate think of it? Uh, Kate didn't watch it with me. I watched, this is the one that I watched like right okay. before we recorded do you think Kate would like it? Well, Kate was out grocery shopping because I was running out of time. Do you think Kate would like it? Yeah. I think she's seen it before, hmm. actually. A woman of culture, I see. <laughs> but that's going to take our final matchup to Monster Squad versus uh, Young Frankenstein. Both comedic geniuses. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I would probably pick Monster Squad over Young Frankenstein because it's got all the monsters. Yeah. It's got all the Hollywood monsters in it. It's a fun kids movie. It makes me think about Halloween, even though the movie doesn't take place at Halloween. Um, but it's more of that kind of kids feel to it. Where you can watch Young Frankenstein as a younger person and still get the jokes and laugh, but it is more of an adult movie. Mm-hmm. To get all the jokes, you gotta really be yeah. older. Yeah. You know, yes, I, I will grant you that Monster Squad has, you know, more than just Frankenstein's monster. But we actually do have Dr. Frankenstein in this movie. And it's Gene Wilder. And then he's dating Madeline Kahn. And we got the great... And again, Paul uh, reads from the IMDb list. And, uh... (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's it's a star-studded event. Monster Squad didn't need the names because it brought the monsters. Yeah, but who's the real monster? Dr. Frankenstein is a real monster, Dr- not his Dracula. monster. Dracula. Dracula is a real monster. Also, I feel bad for the Wolfman in Monster Squad because he's just uh, a dude yeah. that's had a... It's a great moment, too, when he does get night. shot and killed. Now he's a monster. And he says, like, thank you. Even though after he just got blown up by dynamite and his body, like, gets pulled together. But also, Paul, you missed the point of young Frankenstein. Because aren't we all the monster? We're all the monster. We can we can all be the monster. Yes. So, monster, what's everyone's? Do the tie break, bud. 
uh, Young Frankenstein. Do I go Monster Squad because I like it more? Or do I go Young Frankenstein to screw up because he didn't pick Trick or Treat? It's Monster Squad. Again, I said it like last matchup. We will be watching Monster Squad again. Like, can't see it behind me, but I have like my Universal Classic Monsters poster up there. Uh, Tomorrow... For my birthday, Yanni and I are doing like the scare actor hey. diet. I'm going to meet the mummy, guys. I'm going to be wearing my Universal Monster shirt as I do it. You're gonna, you're <laughs> gonna, you're gonna have your birthday in five minutes. Oh, shit, <laughs> this is late. Anyways, four minutes. Let us know what's on your Halloween must-watch list. Is it one of the things that made our bracket? Is it something that would have lost out on the bracket? Email us over at beggingboardcast at gmail.com. Or comment on any of the social media posts for this here episode, guys. I'm just yeah. excited to make the episode artwork. It's going to be Monster Squad. 